For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Yeah, I know it's damp and it's drizzly, but uh, it's a lovely, uh, uplifting story making, uplifting in more ways than one actually making the echo today. And it's from Cork Airport because they will be uplifting some serious amounts of uh, passengers across the summer. Two and a half million passengers are forecast to travel through the airport uh, in the summer schedule alone. Um, and that means we're going to have 44 routes operated by eight airlines across the, uh, yeah, obviously, the continent to Europe and indeed all over the UK with Ryanair upping its game uh, to the biggest ever of 29 routes. So Cork Airport launching its summer schedule, something to look forward to. Uh, but um, unfortunately, damning uh, reports from the Irish Defence Forces in all of the papers uh, this morning. In fact, the examiner blazing it across their front page. They call it Badge of Dishonour. Ogluk Neheran, Badge of Dishonour. And they go chapter and verse into um, the horrific uh, things that primarily women in the Defence Forces have to put up with, but not exclusively just women. But shocking reports of uh, abuse, bullying of female soldiers, women who had to double lock their doors, cameras hidden in showers. Defence Forces barely tolerating women members. Uh, this damning review into allegations of bullying, abuse and harassment has been found. And I will go into it in a little more detail uh, in a while. But the litany of criminal and deviant behaviour that women in the army were subjected to for decades, by all accounts. And there's a chron- chronological um, uh, description um, in, in all of the papers this morning. The main perpetrators were said to have been higher-ranking officers, let me tell you, whose behaviour was known to exist for decades and went unchallenged. Shame of our army is a front page of Making the Sun, where soldiers were locked in barrels with dead animals, where the soldiers were raped and abused by senior officers with impunity. And then a culture of cover-up that still remains to this very day. In fact, uh, how many reported to the Garda Shikana? From what I can see, zero. But, uh, you know, um, rape, sexual abuse, bury the complaint. None of the attacks reported to Gardaí. Female recruits barricaded into their sleeping quarters to prevent sex attacks claimed that senior soldiers groomed young recruits. Women who had their drinks spiked with drugs as part of attacks from colleagues in the military. These hidden cameras set up in the shower rooms to take intimate images of female soldiers. Soldiers locked inside in barrels, as I say, containing dead animal animal carcasses as part of some kind of sickening punishment. They call it hazing. 88% of female soldiers said they had been subjected to sexual harassment. I could be here till 10 o'clock and beyond going through the detail um, and the pattern of rape and sexual assaults and the criminal behaviour and all of the papers carry it today. A spiking of drinks uh, uh, for the purpose of carrying out sexual attacks, which is quite interesting because we uh, have some kind of a pattern coming out this morning with regards to spiking being on the increase in general in the Irish population. I want to come back to that later on this morning because it's still proving very difficult to find out or get a statistic or a number as to the amount of spiking cases that have actually been confirmed in hospital settings. Um, But there's a survey out this morning saying that uh, 57% of people who were surveyed said they knew somebody who had been spiked in the past. And nearly 20% of those who took part in the survey uh, self-reported being spiked themselves. So that's interesting because we have Check Your Drink now, which is a test kit. And you'll see it in chemists everywhere now. A lot of the time it's up on the counter, at least the signs for them are up on the counter. They're in all major pharmacies. You can buy one or you can buy a pack of five test kits and off you go. You just put a little drop of the drink to be tested 
with the kit and within seconds then it can tell you if there's ketamine in it or if there's GHB and they're the types of uh, drugs being used uh, for spiking. So more on all that throughout the course of the morning but certainly the one dominant story making the papers is the indefensible, indefensible I suppose behaviour of members of the Defence Forces primarily uh, to women. And you heard there in the news at nine o'clock with regards to the prosecution wrapping up its case against uh, Cosmin Nicolescu um, and they say, and they accuse him of killing Frankie Dunn. And they say that he was doing nothing but engaging in lies and inconsistencies for trying to get away with murder. So there's quite some detail from Liam Healan and all of the court reports this morning. Barry Roach is covering it in the Irish Times as well. Uh, but the prosecution is wrapped up at this stage against the man accused of murdering the 64-year-old in the garden and Castle Grain on the Borry Manor Road, December 2019. And it's quite gruesome, the court reports this morning. I think if you've been following it, you know yourself just how gruesome it is. And then with regards to housing and housing issues, two days ago I told you a report that was saying that we were uh, you know, failing in providing housing and also uh, there was nothing happening with regards to property prices. Two days later, the Independent comes out and says the property prices are falling, that they have fell in the three months to March. And that's the first time that there has been a drop in property prices um, since uh, the Celtic Tiger, certainly within a decade, if not longer. Uh, but they've also identified, um, uh, the Echo says this morning, sites on Leaside that could potentially deliver over 16,000 uh, new homes. They've identified 14 sites in Cork City that could deliver that kind of number if they were just used by the state and those that own them. Uh, but the state will lose now, um, it's figured, and this is going to be more and more, you're going to hear this story in the coming months, losing hotel rooms uh, for asylum seekers, refugees and those in fleeing war because more and more hotels now will be flipping back to tourism. So the examiner this morning puts the figure immediately anyway at 800 hotel rooms will be lost, 800. And more to come, I would think. Uh, at the same time, they're having similar problems in the UK, trying to find places for migrants to live. So much so that the Times UK this morning says they're going to use giant barges to home hundreds of migrants on giant barges. It reminds you of Victorian and Dickensian England when they had these big hulks in the harbour. Primarily, they were used for uh, for criminals, a lot of the time being uh, shipped off to Australia. But it's uh, it's pretty drastic if they're the levels they have to go to. And back to housing issues, not as much housing, but, but building. Might touch base with Owen English on this one from the examiner later on if he's available. But the company that won the 2014, that's what we're repeating, the 2014 tender to build the Cork Event Centre says they could be breaking ground and starting work this autumn. They expect to be doing it uh, this autumn. So 2014 is a long time ago, isn't it? Like it's uh, it's six and three, nine years ago. So uh, you would think at this stage... <laughs> Joke's over, lads. Not funny anymore. Let's get on with it. But BAM have also confirmed that, you know, the old revenue commissioner's offices, the tax offices, where it was, they've gone to Blackpool now. It's, a, it's just an empty site there. It's a barricaded site. There is a plan for BAM to put up a kick-ass hotel there, apparently. Uh, and they said that they're going to plough on with that as well for the hotel uh, on the former site. Not just a hotel, but also a big office suites and, and things like that. Another story that I will come back to a little later is the uh, Burke story from the... The, uh, from the high courts um, because there was more chaos there. Yes, yesterday was the first day of the uh, court case, uh, the hearing, I should say, into the ongoing disp- dispute that Enoch Burke has with Wilson's Hospital School in Mullingar. And there was chaos there yesterday. One of the Burks told the judge, we are not in North Korea. 
you can't just kick us out. But at the same time, one of the judges said to Enoch Burke, it's bye-bye to you, Mr. Burke. And after lunch, he wasn't left back in. He was banned from the hearing. So more about that as well uh, a little later on this morning. Um, and then you have the character who managed to get on a plane out of Terminal 2 in Dublin Airport, managed to get on an Aer Lingus plane with no passport and no boarding pass. Now, that's got to be a major security alert going forward. But Abdul Ahmed at 48 has been fined €700 Euro for boarding the Aer Lingus flight from Birmingham to Dublin uh, without a boarding pass at the airport. Um, it was the flight to Birmingham, I should say, at Dublin airport. Um, and extraordinarily, apparently, they, are, they manually check boarding passes and passports at Terminal 2, apparently. There's an automated system at Terminal 1. But it would have meant also, wouldn't it, that you'd have to get through security, baggage check and the scanners and all sorts of things like that? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong in that regard. And then yesterday morning I was telling you about more uh, wardens with regards to, um, um, you know, out and about controlling dogs and what have you. And also the doubling of fines under the new dog laws. That was voted into law yesterday. Um, and we see the government approving new proposals to double the fines and at least 40 new dog wardens. So that didn't meet any opposition yesterday. It got sworn into law and passed and we're off and running. And also, can I just say on a lighter note, to those of you that swear, particularly if you bang your thumb, say Winston, with a hammer, or you jam it in the door, or are you, are you cut it, or you get a paper cut, you know, and you get this immediate pain as a reaction, or you twist your ankle. Apparently, it is very, it is very good to curse. It does alleviate pain. And the best word for alleviating that immediate pain, according to scientists, is the F word. Right? So the F-bomb is the best one to use if you want to relieve immediate pain, followed by the S-word, followed by bloody hell, damn, and bollocks. But the only one that really works, and Billy Connolly has a big, a big proponent of this for years. He says, feck just, feck just sometimes doesn't work. You have to go uh, full throttle and go for the fully blown F. Yeah, uh, well, I don't want to be giving any of your listeners and any, any of our con- contributors any ideas, though. If they really feel strongly about something, maybe <laughs> maybe don't go straight in with the F-bomb. But yeah, um, I know Stephen, does work, Stephen Fry. I know from experience. <laughs> I can tell you you're not the only one. Um, Stephen Fry also as kind of is one of that's very much a proponent of kind of embracing um, curse culture because it, it you know like it's a part of our language as yeah. much as anything else and the etymology of curse words and where they come from and all that that's all fascinating so they're as a rightful a place in our language as, as anywhere else well there's research to prove it now from scientists by all accounts so don't worry about it lads don't worry about it um, <laughs> I mean, worry about the reaction to it, I suppose, but alleviate the pain. All right, just one final story then. There's a father of eight who has hung up his uh, dating boots and he's moved into a care home. This is a big story online this morning. He's moved into a care home because he says his love life has worn him out. He got married eight times. I read this article three times, but I could only find the names of seven wives. And they are uh, Margaret, Jeanette, Leslie, Kathy, Sue, Usha and Juan. They should write a song about that. Probably have. I can't find the name of the eighth wife. <laughs> I know the name is in there somewhere. But apparently he's so worn out from it. He was planning on getting married a ninth time, but he said it didn't feel right. So he cancelled the engagement and moved into a care home. <laughs> Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. And your calls and texts are welcome on this topic as well, particularly if you are have a family member within the Defence Forces and you would like to call Comment, text 0868104106. Honor Murphy joins me from Crosshaven. Honor, good morning. 
Good morning, Neil. Thanks so much for no, having me. No, listen, on. thank you. You were rearranged an awful lot this morning for me, and I, and I do appreciate that. And you're a member of Women of Honour. It's a group of women who came together to highlight the treatment of women across the Defence Forces. And this has led now to this independent report that makes for shocking reading, Honour. Absolutely shocking. Um, and, and I know that in the cases that we're hearing this morning, they're not attributed to anyone by name, and that and that's probably right. Um, and 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 again, my conversation with you won't hone in, hone in on anything connected to you. But can you just set the scene to us, rather than me reading out reams of paper stories and headlines, please? Um, what kind of scene are you looking for? Well, Neil, all, like- all, all of what has been reported: this pattern of rape, sexual assault. All of this criminal behaviour, 88% of women within the Defence Forces reporting some form of sexual assault, so bad that in some cases um, they took their own lives and it was attributed to, instead of suicide, accidental death. How bad is it? It's, it's, it is bad and, it, and, you know, it is shocking and stark findings. But yet we're not that shocked and, and uh, because I suppose we've heard all of it since we came out, so much has come to us as well. And by the looks of it and by what we've heard, the majority of females and a large number of males too have experienced situations of abuse of some kind, whether it was abuse of power, abuse, sexual abuse, sexual harassment. And there has been some abuse of some kind by so, so many people. Um. Yeah, the the detail actually is horrifying. Recruits barricading their sleeping quarters to prevent sex attacks, um, uh, uh, raped and sexually abused, told to bury their complaints. None of it ended up being reported to the Garda Shikana. Uh, Correct me if any of these are untrue. Hidden cameras set up in shower rooms to take intimate images of female soldiers. All fact. Fact, absolutely, yeah. Locked in, put into barrels with, with dead animals and... I believe oil and waste. Uh, fact. I I hadn't heard of it before this report. It's called tubbing. I I can't imagine why anyone else would why anyone would go into the IRG and and speak of it if it isn't fact. Placing an individual in a barrel which may contain a combination of um, chemicals, oil, fuel, animal car- carcasses, or other substances for the purpose of hazing or punishment. Do you know what hazing is? No, I had never heard of that before. God. So even to you, Absolutely. it's shocking for things that you didn't know of. Yes, yes. There was some parts in there that that I definitely wouldn't have heard of, um, thankfully. <laughs> um, but there was definitely a lot in there that didn't shock us either, that has shocked so many others and, and the public in general, you know. Behaviour to, um, again, this is primarily females, but as you say, not exclusively just to, to females, <laughs> Behaviour that led to suicides, which were then categorised as accidental deaths. Yeah, bullying leading to to such things. We have heard of that, and I spoke to someone only recently about about it. Um, but in in all of the cases, then is it is it that is it that the the army and, and the navy are detached from other forms of. Uh, justice networks like the Garda Shikana, that everything is, is handled in inside the Navy or, or, in, or in the Army internally, is it? Yeah, well, that's a huge part of it. And the culture, you've heard that word, I'm sure, now a lot as well over the last few days. But the culture in there is just, 
it's going back years, you know, they haven't moved on with with the culture that should be in there, you know. And again, no, no, we're not, nobody's actually been singled out as being uh, a perpetrator, but they say senior officers who had the power, is it? Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that I, there is senior officers, there's peers, there's senior NCOs, um, but yeah, definitely. And, and I suppose the higher you go, the more power that's there and, and the harder they can be on you, you know. And it's been known to exist for many, many decades. Does, does that mean that, that the Army or the Navy has been known to be misogynistic? Um, that it really is, a, for want of a better term, it's an awful thing to say, a man's world. Uh, yes, I think, I think that would, anyone serving would certainly agree with it, I think. Did that mean that many women who did enlist just quit? Uh, yeah, yeah, for, for various reasons. Um, and bullying, harassment, I'm sure has been a, a big part of that. Um, for me personally, it was motherhood was incompatible with going to sea in, in the naval service. Um, it, it just doesn't work as a mother. Mm. Um, but the um, people have definitely left for, for other reasons to do with what we're speaking about now. Mm. So, if, if, so if a woman were raped and was raped within the Navy or the Army or indeed had their drinks spiked, say for instance, and then, and then raped, they, they would not report it or they would not report it to a superior or, or what? I suppose it depends. Every case is different. Uh, some people did report it and um, nothing, there was no real justice. Um, they, this, the, per, the perpetrator might have been charged with something like being out of their quarters or being in, in female quarters where they shouldn't have been. Just as an example, now, this is just pulling it out of an example. And, Please do. Uh, and, then, and then, then other people see that that justice wasn't done. So if something happened to you, why would you decide, you know, you saw what was done already, that nobody led by example here. So I see it makes perfect sense that the worst that could happen to somebody who raped would be they would be what fined or disciplined for being off being in the women's quarters or being out of their own area or dorm or whatever the case may be. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's that's I know some of examples of that. Yes. Yeah. And then that, of course, then led to um, maybe giving the green light to others and a culture of cover up then. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the most isolating thing when you do um, when you do report something. You don't know who, and especially when you're a young recruit or you're new in there, or you know you haven't made a, a huge amount of connections of who knows who or who's connected to who. Um, you sorry, yeah. I've gone off topic. You're not gone off topic. It? It's not a very <laughs> easy topic to be dealing with because, of course, it's there for all of us to see this morning and. Never, ever, ever then did anybody pick up the phone and call rape crisis networks, helplines. Perhaps they did, but certainly not the Gardaí, right? No, no. Um, it would be a very rare occasion the Gardaí would have been called. And personally, I, I only know of a recent example. I don't know anything before that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's, it, it's, it's within the Army and the Navy, and I'm open to question this, 
is it outside of the jurisdiction of Angarda Shikana? Um, Do you know, as it no, would be a military tribunals or military investigations, not Garda ones? Um, it, it can be if you go and report it to the Garda. They Garda can go in, they, can, they can go on barracks. Um, I'm not sure. I'm how not it sure, works, I'm not sure either. Maybe I'm watching too um, much television. I thought that, <laughs> that they couldn't, you know what I mean? We'll, Gardy not able to investigate, I was reading this morning, Gardy will not be able to investigate uh, rape or sexual assault in the defence forces that happens on overseas tours, for instance. But that's as much as I know. Um, I mean, there's a call this morning, even from the Rape Crisis Network, saying that that there should be a guard investigation into every single one of them, and that everybody that was in any way um, either assaulted, uh, bullied, uh, intimidated, harassed, should report it. Um, Why did Women of Honour come together then? How did that come about? I suppose we we were all um, hurt or isolated or something happened in our careers that um, that led us to reach out to each other in in some kind of way, uh, looking for help, support, advice, um, and then we decided let's get together and, and see what we can do, and it just progressed from there. And I suppose in a way we can't believe we are here, where we are now. Um, a year and a half ago we couldn't believe where we were but we can't believe that now we are here uh, with a, uh, that we're finally listened someone has finally listened and that's you know we've finally been heard Yeah, Mirror the, the Mirror this morning quotes a part of the report that could almost sum it up if you like that women within the defence forces were viewed and we know that they were barely tolerated but they were viewed at nothing more than sex objects yeah. Yeah. Just on that point there from what I was saying with regards to can the Gardaí go in and investigate, Michal Martin is quoted this morning saying the law would be changed to allow all allegations of rape or sexual assault in the defence forces in the state to be referred to an Garda Shikana for investigation. That leads me to believe that up until now, the Garda Shikana cannot investigate something that would happen within a military setting. That should be changed, shouldn't it? Absolutely. Now, I don't, I'm not fully sure on that, um, but I do know that since we came out in 2021 that they were telling people to go to the guards. So I'd say, you know, I, I think it, it must have changed. Okay, I'll try and clarify that. that. I'll try and clarify that. You need to clarify that. What will happen now following this shocking report? I'm I'm only scratching the surface of the different examples that have been given in it, the rape and the abuse and the... Uh, you know, the, the, the punishments and things like that that women were, and, and, and to some extent men as well. What will happen next after this publication? I suppose next we're looking forward to a meeting with the Taunashta, um because we need to be very clear on on what kind of a setup this um, this inquiry is going to be. Um, and it needs to be, for us, it needs to be a full public commission of inquiry mm. and we need to just clarify that with him. So this um, report now will lead to a public inquiry? That's that's what we're hoping. We're not definite yeah. with how the, the report is written. It's it's hard to to exactly know. So we, we need that clarified yeah. with him and we need that meeting with him. To so clarify. what do you think this, and, and let's see what happens in that regard, but what do you think this will do with regards to somebody, say female in particular, who wish to pursue a career in the army and the navy? Um, it will for dissuade someone that's them. wishing to join, yeah, 
I'm sure it will dissuade them for the, for the moment, but hopefully in the future, what we have done is made it a better place and it'll be a place where they will want to go. For you guys standing up and detailing exactly what it's like for many people within the army, primarily women, but not exclusively women, will make all the difference. Hopefully. By that's, bringing that's it. That's our hope. By bringing it into the light. Listen, you're very good to take the call, Honor. I, I do appreciate it. Let us see what happens no next. Problem. Best of luck to your good self. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Neil. Take care. Donna Murphy down in Crosshaven, first female petty officer in the Navy. She herself uh, serving 22 years. Text 0868104106. We're back after the break. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818104106. Red FM. Referred there to hazing and to tubbing. Uh, thank you. Text says hazing would be uh, for the likes of a new recruit, Neil. It's an initiation, they call it. A good example of this was in a film. A few good men, uh, they tried to justify this kind of torture and humiliation of a human being as an initiation. Yeah, you've heard about these kind of initiations. Remember, you'd hear them in, in different uh, senior colleges, for instance, and not just over in the UK, but, but here as well. Um, males knocking on doors in the middle of the night with drink taking, taken, unwanted sexual advances on female personnel, um, leading to obviously rape. Um, and then, of course, uh, nobody's listening. Uh, and then some people then had suicidal thoughts. Some took their own lives and it was put down to and categorized as accidental uh, death. Uh, one um, female uh, member of the military said daily there is always some comment about my sex or accusations and how I have achieved positively in my career. You know, how'd you get as far as you've got? I wonder about, you know, that kind of thing. She says it must have been because I have breasts that I got on so well in my career or performed some sort of sexual act. I mean, that kind of behaviour, all of that type of behaviour would not be tolerated in any other workplace. But yet apparently within the military, it has been for decades. Um, I want to go back to my phone lines. Amy, good morning. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. Before I talk about your, your, your good self and the Navy, what do you make of this? Like, it would, Are you of one of those that would say, should we all knew that it was like that for years? Oh, uh, yeah, like I, well, look, unless you're in there or you've experienced, you know, or you, you somebody close to you that's in there, you're not really going to know. It's kind of, you know, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors sort of thing. Yeah, but, um, with, but within it, though, the, the reports of the harassment, the abuse, the rape, the sexual assault, the physical violence, the tubbing, the hazing, the name calling, um, you know, the spiking of drinks, uh, objectifying women, all true? Like, uh, I can't say it's all true, but there's certainly some of that stuff um, is true. You know, there's 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 a lot of kind of stuff, again, you know, like, oh, somebody gets in trouble or attempts to get in trouble and, and they're reprimanded, um, you know, before it can even go any further. And kind of when you go through recruits, um, it's at that point that they start, you know, showing you that if you do anything wrong, um, you know, it'll cost you your job. If oh. you try challenge them, it'll cost you your job. Oh, so that's why it, it's a kind of forced to shut up if you really want to stay in this career. Yes. Yeah. 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 Or we will make it so difficult for you. Um, and then if there is a reprimand, somebody has raped a recruit, uh, the worst that could happen to them is they might be fined or disciplined for being in a place that they shouldn't have been in, full stop. Yeah, like the t- things like that have 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 been been happening in there. Yeah. And what attracted you to a life uh, on the seas? 
Um, I can I applied last minute. I saw an application online for they were they were doing a big recruit um, about fifteen yeah almost fifteen years ago, and um, I I applied kind of last minute. I think a couple of hours before the the deadline yeah. closed and um, ended up getting in. But um, like I I kind of. I got injured in there and I challenged um, we were told of a particular weekend that anybody who was on LD which stands for light duties you know that, that's injured in any way wasn't allowed off the base um, that weekend and that, that they were to be kept in um, I was the only one on LD and my injury wasn't anything that, that I had done myself it was, a, it was a serious injury that I ended up needing uh, surgery for mm. Um, and I, I challenged them. I said, like, look, I, I didn't do this to myself. If I'm, if I'm being kept in, you know, where's, where's my papers? I'm, I'm signing. I'm, I'm out of here. Um, so the, the, the um, leading seaman that was on duty that weekend called one of the officers over my class, and uh, he said, look, let, let her out because obviously there was no officers on, on the base at that time. Um, on the, the Monday, I got called up to the HQ. I was told that if I ever try challenge them again, that they will have me out of there and they will have me out uh, by the book and that they'll make sure that they, they have themselves covered. Um, all of this while I was in, in an office with um, like being uh, very highly intimidated by uh, a grown man coming towards me. Mm. Um, then I overheard uh, a senior um, officer on the phone um, advising that I would be sent down for final approval and that I wasn't to be finally uh, approved. So kind of just all of that from, from me trying to speak up um, for for myself. So, you know, I, I've witnessed firsthand and there, there's a lot of... Psychological lot of abuse then. Psychological, yeah. So like um, you could have your room inspected at, at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the evening. Um, you know, you, you've been up going since 6 o'clock that morning. But I suppose around. it's not to be, like, the, the military isn't to walk in the park at the same time now. Certainly not, no, no. Um, but, like, you, you could be up until 2 o'clock in the morning having to do a 5,000 more essay on the golf ball. Oh, that's um, nonsense. The, what the hell is that yeah, about? The, As a punishment? Yeah, 5,000 yeah, 5, words. Um, I think the punishment was... Um, a, a jacket was facing the wrong way in in my wardrobe on on that particular uh, inspection room inspection. So, but that kind of psychological on. abuse now that would be targeting men and women, would it? Um, like our our quarters are separated, so the the girls are in the girls' room. You, you don't know what they're getting, but you would be seeing papers being handed up um, in the morning. But like the lads could get three thousand, where the girls could get five thousand. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's. Uh, not, not pleasant, not yeah, pleasant yeah. Uh, experience. And are you still within the Navy or have you moved on? No, no, I, I, I ended up, as I say, they, they told me I was not to be finally approved. Um, so I kind of knew going down for final approval after overhearing the, the senior on the phone that, that I wasn't going to be finally approved. Um, so that was um, that was me out. I, I tried to appeal it and there was a thing said in, in the appeal uh, regarding that particular incident where, where I tried to you know, speaking up for myself not to be uh, kept on the base. Uh, that was brought up and they were like, oh yeah, you know, we, we don't want that sort of behaviour in here. So, out you go. Okay. Thanks, Amy. Appreciate you taking the call. Text 0868 Pick up the phone on 0818 I'll come back to this after 
uh, 10 o'clock. Certainly if we have calls and comments on it, it's absolutely shocking. But if you don't mind, I just want to flip because I want to get Frank Graney on the air um, with regards to, um, you know, what's happened yesterday and the chaos in the in the high court. He uh, works and reports for uh, for News Talk and he's been covering the story of the Burks since the off and I know he's not available after 10. So let me use this opportunity to put him in now. Frank, good morning. Good morning, Dave. Thanks for taking the call. Um, how, how have we got to this? Because yesterday was the start of the disciplinary action, right, that led to chaos with the with the Burke family and the judge. Just talk us through that. Well, yesterday was supposed to be the main event because everything that we've spoken about in relation to Enoch Burke and legal proceedings to date has been in relation to the injunctions that were put in place last August and September, refraining him from te- uh, from attending at Wilson's Hospital School in County Westmead. Case has been set down for four days. It was due to open at 11 o'clock yesterday morning. At the heart of it is the disciplinary process that led to Enoch being suspended and ultimately dismissed. He does have a counterclaim. But before the school was given an opportunity to open its case yesterday morning, Enoch Burke was on his feet, waving a big bundle of documents at the judge, uh, making some very serious allegations against the solicitor's uh, representing Wilson's Hospital School. He claims that they had deliberately tampered with certain documentation. Uh, he accused them of misleading the court, of misleading him as a lay litigant. Um, very serious allegations, all of which were strongly um, rebutted and rejected by the other side. And after the judge heard legal submissions from both sides in relation to that, he decided that, in his words, uh, Enoch's arguments were flimsy and he wasn't satisfied of the likelihood of you know, documentation being deliberately tampered with in the way that was being suggested by Enoch Burke. So he ruled against him and that should have been that. I mean, in the ordinary course of things, when a court or a high court judge makes an order, you know, one should be expected to abide by it. But as I think we all are only too familiar with this point, the rules don't seem to apply to Enoch Burke. He refused to accept the court's ruling. He continued to try and make legal submissions to further his case, this despite the fact that he made it's the equivalent of, you know, shouting at the referee after the whistle has blown. Yeah. You know, yeah. just went on and on for hours. The other side tried to open their case, but they were constantly interrupted, not just by Enoch Burke, but also by his brother Isaac. And it reached a point where after an awful lot of toing and froing between the judge and Enoch Burke, he was eventually held in contempt and eventually excluded from the courtroom. But he was so at that stage the book the judge said, It's bye bye to you, Mr. Burke. That's right. And he gave him, in fairness to Mr. Justice Alex Owens, this is the first time that he has any dealings with uh, Enoch Burke and his case uh, with the uh, school that he used to work for in County Westmead. And he was very patient. He gave him so many opportunities. He tried to help him. Enoch Burke is a lay litigant. He is representing himself. The judge was more than accommodating, I felt. But it did reach a point where he was exacerbated. He was clearly perplexed. He asked the question aloud, what are we going to do with you? Three times he said it. And eventually it led to Enoch Burke being held in contempt. He was given a number of warnings before that, that he was going to be held in contempt, but he continued to interrupt. He continued to make legal submissions. He continued to make certain accusations Mm. against the judge, against the lawyers involved in the case. And that all led to a situation where the judge felt he had no choice but to exclude Enoch Burke from being present in the courtroom. He did arrange for um, a live link to be set up so that Enoch could follow proceedings, albeit as a spectator, from within the courthouse. But when the court reconvened at 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon, 
Enoch was there at the door waiting to get in. There was some Gardaí station at the door. They'd been instructed not to let him in. Uh, his sister, Amy, then made representations to the judge on his behalf. She said that her brother wanted to address the judge directly. The judge said he'd no problem listening to what Enoch Burke had to say, but he was refusing to let him in until he gave an undertaking to behave himself yeah. and to abide by the court's ruling. Enoch was not willing to make that undertaking and all of the Burks left the complex shortly afterwards and the yeah. case eventually opened. Yeah. I was watching and uh, following your tweets on the matter yesterday and you quote the judge as saying, you don't tell me what to do. I hold all the cards in relation to this. You hold none of them. To which Enoch responded, you're not a law unto yourself. Another one where Enoch Burke said to him, this is a disgrace to our democracy, to which the judge responded, you're making a fool out of yourself. Uh, another brother jumped up and said, this is not North Korea. What was, what was that about? Well, th- this is just one of the many accusations that were made against the court yesterday. There, and they have been throughout Enoch Burke and a number of his family members have made scurrilous and very serious allegations against Many judges of the High Court, there have been allegations of corruption levelled against them, totally baseless, ill-founded allegations, just shouted at the heat of the moment. I've been covering this case very closely over the past few months. Enoch Burke, um, as far as I can tell, does not have a legal background. I know some siblings of his do. But he's clearly very articulate, um, well capable of putting an argument together and and making an argument in open court, undoubtedly a daunting experience, yeah. but it doesn't seem to faze him. But the, with Enoch Burke, from my experiences, and in my opinion, is that when he reaches a roadblock, when a ruling goes against him, when a court makes a ruling that goes against him, he throws the toys out of the pram and he refuses to accept it. He just can't yeah. accept yeah. the way the process works. Yeah. And that has been, I have numerous examples of that happening over the past few months. And so will a disciplinary hearing continue now this morning without Enoch Burke in the room? Well, the, the school's internal disciplinary procedure has already completed and, and that led to him being dismissed in January. What this is in relation to is the process. When Mark Connacht and the barrister representing the school was eventually given the opportunity to open his address yesterday afternoon without interruption, um, he outlined the case in broad strokes, um, you know, he said at the heart of it is the disciplinary process itself, the fact that the procedure had been escalated to stage four um, and Enoch Burke ultimately dismissed on grounds of gross misconduct. Enoch Burke is challenging the process. He said it shouldn't have been escalated to stage four. That is one of, if not the most serious uh, stages of the disciplinary process within the Department of Education. And he says that he shouldn't have been suspended, he shouldn't have been dismissed. And all of those things should be articulated and thrashed out in court. You know, we'll hear or we are due to hear from the school principal, um, former colleagues of his, he'll be entitled to this. But I suppose what remains to be seen is whether or not Enoch Burke is going to give that undertaking to behave himself. This morning. In an orderly way. This morning. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and let us see if that happens after 10. But how do we get to this? I mean, this doesn't look as if, I mean, it seems to me as if they really have dug in the Burks here. Enoch Burke will continue to go, will he not, to Wilson's Hospital School in Mullingar to stand at the gate and to incur a daily fine, which is now has to be north of 20 or 30 grand, is it? It, it's more than €30,000 and he was instructed to pay almost 23000 of that last week but it's unclear at this point whether or not any payments have been made. He has repeatedly and continuously defied the order of the High Court made back 
in September for him to stay away from the school. That led to this daily regime of €700, Euro, daily fines being put in place. That didn't deter him. We've all seen the pictures. We've all seen the reporters of him standing outside the school gates. He is simply refusing to abide by that order. He believes that it is invalid, despite the fact that the Court of Appeal ruled against his legal challenge a few weeks ago, and that led to him and, and certain members of his family being forcibly removed uh, from the courtroom. It's, it's, it's hard to see where all of this is going to go, because on the one hand, Enoch Burke is looking for the protection of the courts. He is looking for the court to make certain orders in relation to him, in relation to his livelihood, in relation to his reputation. But on the his other beliefs hand, as well, surely, yeah? Absolutely. I mean, what, what Enoch Burke, and this is, I suppose, the crux of the case before the High Court at the moment, is Enoch Burke claims that he was dismissed because of his religious beliefs and because of his refusal to accept a transitioning student and to refer to that transitioning student by an, a new name and gender-neutral pronouns. But as Mark Connaughton said on his feet yesterday when he opened the case on behalf of the school, he said it's nothing to do with that. He said this is all about Enoch Burke's behaviour um, after the principal sent around an email to him and his former colleagues telling them of the situation with this transition student. Yeah. And they claim he was gr- grossly, his, his conduct was grossly misconduct. And that's mm. why he was fired. It mm. has nothing to do with his religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. So back into court again for 10, is it this morning? Um, it's going to start a little bit earlier this morning because of the fact that they lost so much time yesterday. Yeah, okay. But as I understand it, um, Enoch Burke wasn't in court when the case was called this morning. And have you ever had an interview with, oh, with Enoch Burke? Have you ever had a conversation with him or sat down on a one-on-one with him in the past? No, I haven't. They, they have made some comments outside the courthouse at various uh, points. But they're very critical of the media, um, very critical of the reportage. They feel like they are being uh, unfairly portrayed in the media. They feel like their points are not being articulated. And from my own point of view, I take great exception to that because we have been at pains to point out the arguments that Enoch Burke is making, you know, in a, in a cold and dispassionate yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, that's the nature of our job. Yeah. But what really frustrates me, Neil, is that you know, take yesterday, for example, the High Court has enough to be doing without essentially dealing with, you know, a shouting match. Yeah. Went on for hours, you know, it, it's not the first time either. There is a process. Uh, Enoch Burke has every right to uh, have access to the courts like any other citizen of this country. If he feels like his rights have been infringed upon, he has absolutely every right in the world to exercise those before the courts. But there is a process and he doesn't seem to grasp that. Okay, I'll let you get back in and thank you for your time this morning as always. Uh, let's see what today, Wednesday brings. Frank Graney, thank you. Cork's correspondent with uh, News Talk and uh, Cork's Red FM contributor as well, Frank Graney. Uh, your thoughts on that are welcome. Text 0868104106. It's very much a live story, isn't it? And has been for a number of months now. Back after 10. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from 4 for Dave Max Drive where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at at home, big hits, loads of fun features, and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from four. Dave Max Drive. The Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. Uh, my sincerest apologies. I should have done this yesterday and uh, ran out of time. My mistake. I apologise for it. So I hope today isn't too late. Lovely letter. Sorry. 
email and the post from uh, Kerry who says firstly I'm a big fan of you and your fantastic show as is my mother who this email is all about uh, Neil my lovely mother Mary Hyde Murphy is going to be 90 on the 28th of March as in yesterday so I know I'm a day late my apologies for that she says uh, Kerry says I wonder could you wish her a happy birthday on your programme she lives in Madden's buildings in Blackpool she lived there pretty much all her life so she knew your mother your grandfather grandmother and all of the family very well and like yourself is very proud of coming from Madden's buildings and from Blackpool and being a Northsider I know everyone says their mother is the best but my ma'am is the best all her life she has a kind smile on her face is very humble and has time and concern for everyone we find it amazing that she's 90 years old and thank God she's in fine health can you please tell her that there is no one like her before and there will never be anyone like her again and the love we have for her cannot be measured. She's a mother of five, a grandmother of four, and a great-grandmother of six. So love from all of her family and all of her friends. And her daughter, Kerry Murphy, sent me that lovely tribute to her ma'am, Mary Hyde Murphy, 90 yesterday. So happy birthday to you, Mary, and my apologies for being uh, a day late with it. Thank you so much. Can I just do a little bit more housekeeping? Uh, the weather doesn't help with regards to traffic accidents. Thank you to those who have been getting in touch. There's an accident, There's been an accident in Cars Hill on the Bloomfield interchange area there heading to the tunnel. Uh, a truck has run into the back of a car, so it's the Cars Hill side of the Bloomfield interchange. interchange. Truck ran into the back of a car. Traffic is moving but very slowly and it's causing a lot of delays and with the weather conditions it could cause further accidents. Thank you to Dennis and Nia for that uh, and I think it's connected to that traffic uh, at the tunnel tailback to Douglas West because of the crash uh, near Bo- the Bloomfield interchange and there's tailbacks in the area. Lots then regarding the military, lots with regards to the women of honour who came forth and um, literally blew the whistle and lifted the lid and the amount of abuse and torture and humiliation uh, that and rape and sexual assault um, that uh, women, not, not exclusively women, but by and large, there are cases as well of men being the subjects of all sorts of abuse as well. So I will come back to those, but just a few texts at this stage. Uh, the lady and the women of, of honour people are exactly that, ladies who are brave enough to take on a system. I recently lost my career in the Defence Forces due to mismanagement with my medical treatment. I fought internally with the redress system, but it is designed to be punitive and to destroy you. Officers investigating their bodies is all wrong. I'm a man and I was told if I kept going the way I was, I would have no career left. And here I am now, thrown out the gate with no medical treatment because I was a problem to them. Don't give up my details. Another person says, keep me anonymous, please, as I'm still a serving member. But it's a case of report it. You might win the battle, but you won't win the war. And another one, 21 years served in the army, served mostly in Collins Barracks in Cork with five overseas trips. For the most part, it was a fabulous career. I worked hard, trained hard and was treated with respect unless I was overseas with males and females who didn't know me and had predisposed opinions of me. Then, in the overseas trips, it was a nightmare. I was bullied, ostracized, generally treated like crap. I'm still recovering from the mental bullying I went through. Even thinking about it now has me in tears. As I said, home army life was fantastic, but the older generation are dinosaurs and still hate women in the army. And one more for now. Bullying was normal in the defense forces. Military doctors were told by members that they were going to kill themselves and it was brushed off. 
This is only one example of what happened to many members over two decades. It's a career-ending situation. I wonder how many members of management will retire over the next year or have retired in the last year. And a final one, definitely for now. My son left the Navy after five years with an exemplary record, but I think he uh, could erase that time from his life. He would do so. He's the best and is highly regarded and respected by everyone who knows him. It was the Navy's loss the day he left. And trust me, they tried everything to keep him. But thank God he got out of it. So there's a selection of text to 0868 104 106. I will come back to those. So do stay in touch. Pick up the phone if you wish. 0818 104 106. Um, let me go back to my phone lines. Uh, is it Arlene? Yeah, exactly. Hi, how Spot on the money. Thank you so much. What, what happened? What happened to you? Oh, Neil, practically it's a long and bad story. Uh, last year I bought a house in uh, Bantir. And I need a plumber for the house. I need to practically to, to do full house, central heating, full repiping, practically all the job in the house, you know? And I get in touch with uh, John Omani, central heating and planning, yeah. plumbing. Yeah. And... Uh, he gave me quotes. I have some problem with the sale. And uh, in January, finally, I started working in the house, you know? Yeah. You were doing other... You, you needed other skills as well, didn't you? Yeah. Other trades. Yeah. But the plumbing was yeah. the one with regards to the... the no, the, practically, I, do, I have to do full house renovation. Full... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, New roof. Yeah. Everything in the house. Yeah. Know? And um, I get in touch with him. He gave me quote. We are agreeing the price. And the uh, 1st of January, uh, no, 11 of January, I, I pay him the deposit. I send it 8,000 euro cash. Uh, 8,000 deposit? Yeah. Okay, okay. So you, so you did meet the, the Omani Heating and Plumbing came? Um, yeah, he came at the house. He saw all the job, what uh, he has to do, you know. And uh, practically very nice guy, you know. I didn't expect that. Uh, we start, before I starting, he ring me up. He told me, look, my kids are sick and uh, I'm sick. I said, no problem, no worry. You can start next week. He start about uh, around um, March, I think. The start of the March. He did a few days. He start for six, practically. And after that, on the Friday, he ring me and uh, he told me, because I speak with him and I said, look, man, I need to, to finish before end of, uh, end of March, end of month. What was, of the, full, what was the full quote? Uh, 13,300. How much? 13,300. 13,300, of which you paid 8,000 up front. Right. Why, yeah, me- why did you do that? I spoke to plumbers knowing that I'd be talking to you, plumbers who have been plumbing all their lives. One particular plumber told me in 50 years in the trade, he has never asked for money up front like that. I didn't know he put in his cost 50% of the money before he's starting the job, you know? Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> and I said, he told me, look, I, will, uh, I need to buy the, all the materials before... Uh, of end of January because the pricing they they increase you know okay and where where did you get a recommendation to use John Amani Heating and Plumbing 
practically he contact me on Teambark. It's a website there. I post. Uh, I need a plumber in the Cork area, and uh, he come in touch. With oh, me. I know those. You you put up what you want, and different uh, trades then tender for the work. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and did start the work? Yeah. Yeah, he started the work. He's come with uh, one of his employers, employee. Yeah. And he started. He did a few hours. He's come from about one week and few days, and he's coming two, three hours every day, you know? Okay. And after, after that, on Friday, I speak with him in the phone, and I said, man, look, I need to finish first fix because I have uh, uh, my brother-in-law and uh, another guy from UK is coming to help me to, to finish this house before end of the month, end of this month. And he said, no worry, I'll be there on Monday. And at the end of the call, he started laughing and uh, he said, I'll be holiday for the next two weeks. And hung up. After that, I tried to ring him Monday, nothing. All the week, nothing. Yeah. Send them a few takes, yeah. nothing. Practically, yeah. So yeah. eight, eight grand deposit and yeah. uh, can't contact. Now we we have been Kevin's been on this for about a week and I left it for a week because we're doing some backward work on this background work and we have been calling the various numbers ourselves every single day for a I whole week, right? Okay. Yeah, so none of them are answering. There are, but we have about three different mobile numbers, none of which are answering. Um, the Facebook page. Or on, under, closed. is closed has been deleted yeah. the Instagram page seems to be inactive um, not so sure about the the, the Omani heating and plumbing website uh, so I'm just it's, it, it's, it's deemed to be it's dead active. but I'm not yeah. sure what dead means but there was an address Omani heating and plumbing for Marina Commercial Park Centre Park Road I was there. I tried to trust him by myself. You know, I started. The website is dead. It says this site cannot be reached. So that's what dead means. So was it your understanding that Omani Heating and Plumbing were based at Marina Commercial Park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I drove down to Marina Commercial Park in the Centre Park Road last Thursday, right? Um, And I checked the entire board there. Uh, Me too. I was there, uh, there. I was for two, three days last weeks, you know? Okay. Um, and nobody heard about him. And nobody. you can see all of the different businesses on the board. So there was yes, no Omani Heating and Plumbing. No I spoke Omani. with three or four different plumbers than myself that I know, um, asking them if they had heard of it, of uh, Omani Heating and Plumbing. Plumbing, And no disrespect, there is an Omani plumber from Balafihan uh, and we contacted him to see if he knew of any other Omani heating and plumber. He's a legitimate plumber. He's registered with all of the proper associations and guilds. This is the Omani plumber in Balafihan. So there is the Association of Plumbers and Heating Contractors. We're in touch with them. They don't know the company either. So we then got in touch with the Marina Commercial Park themselves, right? The management company down there. Um, and they told us that they never had Omani heating and plumbing um, on the lot within the Marina Commercial Park. But they did say, and I'm not saying this is the case with regards to Omani heating and plumbing, but they said in the past, bogus companies, primarily roofers, have also claimed to have an address in the Marina Commercial Park when they haven't had at all. They, they say that they're 
that the Marina Commercial Park in the past has been used fraudulently by bogus companies oh. to oh, try and convince yeah. people that they have uh, a depot at the Marina Commercial Park when they don't. Okay, I understand. But I, I try to find him. I find his address where he's living before... Uh, Three weeks ago, he's living in 196. I don't want to know. I don't actually want to know the address no. of where anybody. Okay. I don't want to know the address where anybody no. is living. But did you call no. to a home address? Did you? Yeah, I, I was at his house and okay. I find the skip on his front door. Moving house, actually, you know. What does it say? Um, I didn't find him. I find a house only. The find. I find the house. I find a skip on his front house. And I started asking around the neighbors, you know? Yeah. And they told me he moved house. And uh, Man, I don't know what you're going to do next because we've just met dead end after dead end after dead end. I have seen photographs of vans with Omani heating and plumbing. Yeah, but them. I have his photo of his face. I don't, I have, uh, I don't know, I don't know. The only, my question is for Garda, I don't know, maybe because he's still stealing, you know, I know, I have a contact with him, but he don't finish his contact, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, what, what were the review? what were the reviews like online? Did you look at any of those? Yeah, he has a very good reviews, for this I, I get in touch with him, actually he has very good reviews, but in the last four weeks, he has a lot of bad reviews, like take uh, deposit and never done to do the work, you know? And those and reviews where deposits were taken and the work wasn't done, were they for substantial amounts of money? I don't know. They don't, didn't put in the amount of the money, but I saw some people, they said the Garda, they go with Garda at him and they, they, they take his money. They recover his money back, you know? They say that they're going to the Gardaí to get the money back, yeah. but they haven't. Yeah, yeah. They haven't got the money back. They got the money back, yeah. Oh, and they. He comment actually, for money heating and plumbing. He put a comment back, and he said, "Look, uh, I have some problem, and uh, I have to hand over the the company and uh, your money. that are back in our account, but not in my case, you know." So you've met a dead end. I, I did see some people who had handed over money, um, uh, that one is just, I'm just seeing one there about an SEAI grant, but there were, there were other ones there. I saw, uh, took a deposit of 1600 over a month ago. We're constantly trying to contact to arrange a time to do the job, but he will not take any calls. That, that kind of thing. Um, another one uh, got a boiler, boiler stopped working. The phone number doesn't ring when I contact them, even though it has a five-year warranty. You know, those kind of, those kind of reviews. Um, yeah. So are you hoping that somebody out there, and if maybe even Omani Heating and Plumbing are, are, are listening, that they might get I, in touch? Because I, 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 I don't know where the heck they are. I don't know. I hear someone of the, his neighbor tell me he's moving coal. To but Cove? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure 100% because I, I, I was in Cove. I was at the Garda station in Cove as well. But practically, you know, because it's civil matters, nobody can do nothing. For me, no. I don't know, man. I mean, like, I, I unless, unless you now, I mean, the money to me could well be gone. You know, I don't know. Unless you now go to the Gardaí and they have better luck. But the website's gone. The Instagram is gone. The Facebook is gone. There's three or four different numbers that aren't answering. I've been down to the Marina Park Commercial Park. They aren't based there. Never have been. Uh, you, 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 you can't get the money back from the bank, no. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Practically, I don't know. My God, I just want to tell people that you just, you just, if anybody asks you for a huge deposit up front for work, do not give it. Like, just don't move on to the next it one was, who doesn't want I it. I assume that and it was my mistake because I was, I was in a, under pressure because I have to finish all the work in the house to move on, you know. And you took and out a big bank loan to do this work, didn't you? Yeah, I took a very big loan. Actually, I have to repay 1,200 euro every month, you know. And I'm a little bit in very bad situation because if I, I don't finish... Yeah, you got three daughters. You're working seven days a week. You're working I seven days. You're working three nights days. extra in a nursing home. Your back's broken from work to be able to afford this. Yeah, I, I do a lot of work, you know, I do because I need to to do to work, you know. Okay, well, listen, I, I, I think you should go to Ungarda Shikona, most definitely. You would never know who might be listening to this program. It's a substantial amount of money, eight grand, that seems to be gone down the Swanee. But, I mean, it's not for the want of trying to find this guy and, you know, even, even leaving... Me- I don't even know if we can leave messages. I just don't even know if that happened, but... You know, if somebody's listening, they might uh, be able to shed some light on it. Hold on there, because I see we've got other calls from people. Um, uh, Paul, good morning. Morning, Dave, how are you? Are you listening to Arlen's story? No, no, I'm waiting to speak to you with regard to a grant problem. Okay, but is it to do with the plumber? It is to do with the plumber, yes. Okay, because it's a similar story to what Arlen is just outlining there. Did you pay a deposit? Um, well, we paid them in full, uh, 4300 and they were supposed to, as in their quote to us, we will apply for the grant on your behalf. The customer, but the customer must wait for the refund of 750 from SEA. This the is the requirement. SEAI grant. So you paid for the, was it the installation of a boiler, was it? The installation, yeah, upgrading the boiler. Um, it comes under the grant system. Uh, paying them 4300 and then we were to get back 750 Right. Now, we've been on to him since last... I paid him in full on the 25th of the 7th, and we've been on to him since, and they they just don't answer the phone. Um, my wife did get through to him once, and he said, oh, send the paperwork again, and we've sorted out. And since then, we've been... You know, they just they don't answer the phone. Now, we rang SEI this morning. They said, hey, don't deal with the builder, but our... Or claim now is out of date. Oh my God! When did you have up until February? Is it? Yeah, up until March. So the seven hundred and fifty is gone now. Well, well, I, I mean, I suppose I could go down the legal route because the quote here is contractual. We accepted it, and it says on number seven we will apply for the grant on your behalf. Okay, where did you where did you um, find uh, the Omani heating and plumbing? He, he, he was on he was on Facebook. And he's gone from Facebook now. But we checked this morning there on Google and there's been a couple of other people put up um, similar stories where he doesn't answer the phone or anything. Okay. okay. And that's so many heating and plumbing. Um, Maplewood's... I don't want to know the address. I'm just I'm not at all interested in somebody's personal address in any way, shape or form. The address that I had was Marina Commercial Park, Centre Park Road, Cork. And I've got onto them and that company does not work out of the Marina Commercial Park. But you, but the boiler was the boiler was installed and is working, is it? 
Oh yes, while, while it was installed and working. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the attractions to get it, I could have used, carried on with the boiler ad. One of the attractions was, you know, a boiler would save money on the fuel and get a 750 uh, refund on the grant. Okay, all right, okay. Um, I don't know if anybody's listening might be able to direct us as to where we might be able to make contact uh, with this uh, with this heating and plumbing company because you did see other reviews that are quite critical too, you're saying, yeah? I have, yes. All right, okay. Well, you, know, uh, you don't want the telephone number, do you? Of? The other people? Of uh, many plumbing heat. Well, I'll, give, I'll, I'll put you on hold to see if you have a number that we haven't already got, but I know of three different numbers that we have been dialing, so if you've got another one, I'll give you back to Kevin and see. All in, I don't know what to tell you, man, unless somebody's listening that might be able to point us in the right direction, you know. We'll have to wait and see. But go to I the... Know. Go to I the spoke with the solicitor and uh, practically to bring it to the court, I need to find his address. If I don't have his address, they can send it to the court. You know? That's okay, the well, you, you stay on hold for now because if Paul yeah. has a home address to where he has moved, yeah. uh, then I'll make sure that Paul passes it on to you, all right? Yeah, no problem. Okay, hang in there. If anybody can shed any light with regards to Omani Heating and Plumbing, or indeed Omani Heating and Plumbing themselves, we'd love to talk because maybe there is a reasonable ex- reason for this or an excuse or why this might have happened that they could still be in a position to put it right, certainly for Allen, because you took out a massive bank loan. Uh, and I think the way this works is on bark.com. You, um, uh, you, you put up, uh, you, you tender for the work. You, you say, I, I need this work done. I need a plumber to do this. I need an electrician to do that. I need a carpenter to do the other. And then the different trades come back and they, uh, they then, um, they quote for it, apparently. And then you choose the quote based on, I don't know, I mean, I guess maybe price, other things like that. Anyway, text 0868104106. If you might even be in the trade yourself, you might be able to point us in the right direction. But again, uh, how many people actually give substantial deposits before work begins? Amy, good morning. Hi, how are you doing, um, d- Disappearing bill- builder, is it? Yeah, yeah. I um, had experience with one of those as well. What happened? Did you give over uh, money? Did you give over a substantial amount of money? Yeah, very, very similar. Um, in the end, I actually kind of ended up uh, getting the laugh, the, the last laugh, really. Um, I was in touch with a builder, uh, well, contractor, uh, but getting lots of work done to the house and getting a, <coughs> a garage converted. Into and you, you know that at this point in time, I don't, I can't allow you to tell me the name of the business because we live yeah. in a very yeah, litigious no, he's, he's country. Yeah, under his own name as yeah. well. So, All right, so um, I can't go there, yeah. Yeah, um, so he said he needed uh, €3,000 front um, to go towards cost of materials. Do you hear that a lot? Um, I've, I've certainly learned anyone worth their salt has the finances to, you know, complete the job and 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 do it outright. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I just not, a, I don't believe in paying up front. You need to yeah, deal yeah. with the so business. Yeah, so I'm giving a quote of uh, 11,000. It seems too good to be true uh, for the amount of work I was getting done. What were you getting done, incidentally? Was it a garage conversion or something? I was getting a garage converted into a living space, so the, the gable end of the house had to be opened. There was uh, steel RSJ that had to be put in to support the, the original wall that, that was coming down. Um, flooring put in throughout the house. Uh, getting a kitchen fitted. Now, I purchased flooring, I purchased the kitchen. Um, he was supplying the, the materials to convert the garage. Okay, okay. Um, and put in windows, uh, fit a boiler, uh, fit a stove, um, 
with uh, and plumb up the back boiler for the stove. Right. Uh, completely redo a bathroom and um, get an electric shower plumbed into the bathroom as well. Okay, so a um, lot of work at which the price was agreed, 11000 and you paid how much in advance? Uh, I paid 3000 up front. Um, so he arrived when he said he would, um, dropped off a few bits of materials and, and some of his tools to make it seem like, you know, or he was all about it, uh, and then disappeared. Um, now, bearing in mind, there was, there was some tools left in the house. Um, he just said that, oh, another job uh, ran late, that one of his employees uh, was sick or that then he had to fire an employee. There was always story time. Um, he got, he, he did start doing some of the work. Um, a lot of times he kind of showed up on his own or showed up with like a young lad and it was always a different lad. Um, he got another 3,000 out of me then when I kind of seen some work being done because he said he'd go buy the steel and uh, a few other bits. Um, so w- one of his employees actually added me on social media Um thought it was a little bit strange, but, you know, I, I knew he was kind of messing around as in, you know, not showing up and, and kind of disappearing. So I was like, okay, at least if I have one point of contact yeah, in there, your man, yeah. um, it, it might help me out a little bit. Um, so um, he said it would take 10 days. Uh, now, to be fair to him, it only took 11, but it took three and a half months. Um, so he, his, one of his employees had a very sick child and um, that was in and out of the hospital and he was telling me that it was actually his son that was in and out of the hospital using his employee's story mm. and this was the same employee that had added me on social media so mm. this employee sent a message and said oh are, are we not coming back to your place anymore and I said you know what I, I, I'm waiting for you to come back and I told him that oh this guy said that his son was sick etc etc Obviously, then alarm bells went off in the employee's head and said, why is the boss using my, my story? Yeah, yeah. Uh, story yeah. and the fact that his child was very, very sick, obviously, you know, put a, a bee in this guy's bonnet. And um, they they did come back to, to finish the job eventually, as they say, three and a half months later. Um, the employee that was kind of friends with me at this stage sent me a list of stuff on social media telling me to write down all of this stuff. It's stuff that's not done correctly, stuff that's not finished. It's half-assed stuff, you know. There was, like, insulation wasn't put up in the attic. Oh, my God almighty. Um, So one of those doing the work was a whistleblower on his boss. Yes. That's Um, amazing. So the, the the guy used to call me, the the guy the contractor used to call me Petal all the time and Petal. he'd throw one out Petal. Petal was, was the, the, the phrase he would call me, All right, Petal, how are you today? And he was a real charmer, I joy I won't deny that. Um so he he came down to I was putting furniture together, I wasn't living in the house yet. And he came down to the, the room and said, oh, yeah, we're finished up there now, Petal, if you have that final payment of the, the 5,000 euro. And I just looked at him and I smiled and he said, what? And I said, here you go. And I handed out a piece of paper. And he goes, what's that? And I said, you're snagglist. I said, you, you'll get your final payment when, when all that's done. Now, because there was so many corners cut in so many areas, he would have to bring him back a plumber, an electrician, um loads of other stuff he would have ended up having to dismantle the whole kitchen and 
get parts that he didn't fit properly. Oh, yeah. Um, it would be hard to so, put it right kind of thing. Exactly. And it so would have cost him so much to make right. He walked away with his tail between his legs and he didn't come back again. So did he say that he'd get to the snag left and just never he, came back for the balance? He said, yeah, he, he told me he would, uh, he'd come back in a few days that they had to leave and get to another job. Then he started trying to like pressurize me to get some of the payments that he had uh, employees to, to pay and that he was going to have to leave people go if I didn't give him the money. And that's it. I was like, that, that sounds like a you problem, not, not me problem. Um, <laughs> I know, so, I know. Yeah, yeah. He, um, a, cowboy, he, a cowboy in the worst sense, as in crap work, trying to cover yeah. it up do it as cheaply as shoddily and you'd be left with the consequences of, of it forever unless you spent more money yeah, with a reputable no, builder like I mean, the, the majority of it I have fixed. The, the floorboards throughout the house are damaged. He was using a, the, an actual hammer to tap the floorboards in rather than using, you know, a bit of a board against the board. So there's like kind of ripples on, on the floorboards throughout the house. Um, the kitchen has stuff wrong in it that's like only I kind of notice at this stage, you know, unless I'm pointing it out. To but do you believe that you have the last laugh? Because ultimately you're probably left with not the greatest job in the world. Like overall, as we say, I, I have fixed it. Um, the, the cost that it, it cost me to fix it, like I had a plumber in doing a different job and I said, oh, while you're here, would you mind doing so-and-so as well? You and he only charged, yeah. you know, a, a small amount. So yeah. it took a couple of years to, to kind of get all the stuff fixed. But again, I kind of done it once I had somebody here, like I, I have a, an electrical um, issue, small issue, just a, okay. kind of a, a lazy way around. And I have an electrician coming to my house in two weeks time. So in two weeks' time, I'm going to mention to him, oh, do you mind doing this other thing as well while you're here? I know, you know bit so by bit, you're going to knock it all off the list. Yeah, 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 I know. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how, so did you, how did you come across him in the first place? Um, social media, again, there, there would have been rec- recommendations. Um, some of the work he done was phenomenal. Seeing photos, seeing people sharing stuff, you know, praising, singing his saints. Now, what I have kind of learned... Um, from what a lot of these guys are doing is it's it's kind of like they're getting greedy. So they're they're getting offered work and they're taking as much of it as they can get. So they're stretching themselves too far um, and then they're not getting payment from any of the jobs because, you know, they're not finishing the job just yet. So that's why they're trying to get money up front from new people coming on board to try and cover the expenses that they have from other jobs, you know, and having to, to pay their workers um, yeah, that, that may be the case in, with some of them, but in the case of Alan, this is eight grand that he paid down, um, and the plumber's yeah, gone if, completely if you dark. Wouldn't mind um, just regarding that, if I can have a chat with your your lads off air, yeah, um, just regarding that one. Okay, well, if you can help, would you mind doing that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll put you back on hold. Well, you met you up. I mean, you got the better of him in the end. Women don't like those kind of derogatory comments like petal. Because to me, uh, do they? Women don't like that, do they? Uh, look, uh, like pe- petal to me is 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 innocent. You know, it's it's kind of a, a nickname. I know a lot of people um, that like I know a lot of lads that would call people doll. Um, you know, that's that's just a, a, a phrase. But you know, like babe or gorgeous and that, that sort of stuff can be off-putting. But like I personally, I wouldn't read into to petal. Calling a woman that you don't know or somebody you're doing work for, babe or gorgeous or petal or doll, to me sounds very unacceptable. The word, calling somebody who is, you're doing work for, petal, is kind of like almost code for saying, you're a woman, I'm a man, 
I know what I'm doing and I'll be able to fool you and get money out of you for doing crap work. <laughs> no? Yeah, well, I mean, like, if, if you want to read into it, like, again, personally, I like pe- petal. To me, you know, again, it's, it's like calling somebody pet. It's just, it, it's an innocent... Okay, okay, um, good for you. All right, okay, we'll... <laughs> We might agree to differ on that one. I'll put you back on hold. So, Amy, and if you can help with regards to the planning issue, give whatever you can to the lads here, okay? Yeah, no worries. You're the greatest. Take care. Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. And people are texting. Marie says, people are so desperate for tradespeople these days, they're willing to do anything. That poor, poor man and indeed woman. Um, a lot of other people saying, same thing happened to me. Actually, that's Tracy. She's coming on the air in a second, so I won't read that one out. Johnny says, never pay until the job is done. And if, it's a, tra- and if a tradesman won't do it, then that should be a massive red flag. Uh, the only way to hopefully get any comeback is to name and shame and hopefully help others out by not getting caught by these cowboys in the future. I certainly agree with that. How does one know if it's a cowboy or not, says Andrew? What are the key questions to ask? A VAT number would be one, a CRO number would be another, as in a company registration office number, an invoice and a receipt, and check Google reviews. Well, yeah, but even in this world now, you don't even know what are fake reviews and what are truthful reviews anymore. Rachel says, any decent contractor would never ask for that kind of deposit. Sorry you're in this position, but I hope someone in your area will be willing to help you out. Uh, I don't know what help in what way, like in the trades, you mean? I don't understand why anyone would pay up front. I've always, always paid plumbers, electricians, carpenters, etc. after the job is complete and satisfactory. It is just common sense. Sarah says, I always get it in writing and signed in front of me that I will pay either either full when finished or half and half. Pay halfway through for half of the work and the balance on completion. Uh, One or two more here. Why, oh why, would you give 8,000 euro? Uh, Yvonne, or Milas says, Giving money like that is a rookie mistake. There are too many horror stories about paying the lot up front before the work is ever done. And two more, Aoife says, I just don't know why people pay up front that kind of money before any work is done. And Gary asks the same question, who hands over eight grand before the work is even done? Is someone looking for something here? No, I don't know what that means. Looking, but if you want to know what someone's looking for, it's where's the damn plumber gum? That, that's, where, that's what people want to know. Get the work finished or the money back. Tracy. Hi, good morning, how are you? All right, about seven years ago. Thanks for your text. Anyway, go ahead, what happened? Um, so go back seven years ago, we're in a home just over 20 years now and um, the bathroom needed a new facelift, you know, because it was dated because yeah. when we bought the house new, you know, when you're buying a new house, you go over everything basic and blah, blah, blah. So we went look. Probably salmon, salmon-coloured bath and toilet, maybe. <laughs> The 80s. No, the toilet was white, but the tiles were salmon and cream. I knew there'd be salmon in there somewhere, yeah. Go on, anyway. That was a popular colour. It was. So, to cut the long story short, myself and my husband, we went looking at lovely shops and we saw beautiful stuff and we were humming and hawing and, you know, it's going to cost in and around the ball figure 13, 14,000 euro. And he said, do you know what? Now he said, we want to holiday this year. We'll go ahead and do it. So I said, amazing. So we didn't know anyone in the trade as such. So we were sort of shopping around to see who we could get. Now, the company we fell in love with the bathroom suite from also sold the tiles and stuff. And, you know, they just have a list of plumbers or... 
handymen or whatever yeah. you want to call yourself. So they gave the list, but um, it just so happened the area I'm from, um, a person I got chatting to just one night when I was down in the garage, um, I was telling them we were getting quotes done, and he said, you know, that's what I do. And I said, no, and he was saying, yeah, no, a lovely guy, known the guy for years, never had any involvement with him, so I thought he was a genuine guy and upfront and everything. So he came. So you did me. not go with the list of recommended tilers or plumbers or what? I did get one or two quotations but the quote I had gotten was ridiculous okay, okay. it was it was crazy so compare okay. the quotes for me if you remember them okay so the job in total uh, the quotes I was getting was 14 between 14 and 16 thousand euro okay. for the bathroom and your man from the garage his quote 11,000. Okay. No, he's not from a garage. I met him in the you garage. Me- I know that. Sorry, you met him in a special Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he came up and he gave me a quote of 11,000 for a cash job, as you would say. No receipts, no invoice. Like, I didn't need an invoice. I didn't need a receipt. And the products I wanted, he was getting them from the store that I had picked them out from. He knew someone there. So I genuinely believe the guy. So um, about a week later, we gave him 6,000 deposit and he, the day he came for the 6,000 cash, he just wrote in a notebook, I received 6,000 euro from blah, 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 blah. Your text now says 8,000. Is that inaccurate? No, it was 6,000 because I actually looked through the paperwork okay, last night. thank you. Six. 6,000, okay. yeah. Okay. So then um, he started that day, he started um, taking off tiles off the walls and tiles off the floors and ripped out the bat and um, the skip came and the skip was being filled, filled. So about three days later, he said he needed, that's where the 2,000 came from then, another 2,000 because he had to pay with the bat we were going for was a lovely bathroom suite and he had to, to pay another 2,000 on it. So that's then when we gave the extra 2,000. So that was 8,000 within the first 10 days. So about two weeks later, um, my husband was like... Um, when are we going to be able to choose a bathroom? When are we going to be able to shower? Now, at this stage, we were going to the gym and we were going to his mum's house to have showers because oh, we had no shower facilities because the bathroom was a no-no. So about two weeks later, anyway, um, we got delivery of some of the tiles and we got the the, the hand sink and the toilet, the toilet delivered, but no bath, no shower equipment, no wall tiles, no nothing. So he said there was a delay with them. So me being as I am taking the person out there, where the face, I said, okay, fair enough. So another week later anyway, we were going into week three and I said, this is ridiculous. And my husband was like, give me his number, I'll deal with him. I'll get on to him, I'll this, I'll that. And I said, no, no, look, look, take it easy now. I'll deal with him, I'll deal with him. So I was just sitting at home and I got a text, hi, I won't be able to come today and uh, still waiting on the delivery. So I said, you know what? I got a funny feeling over me that you know, was the quote too good to be through and Call stuff the like shop. that. So Call the shop. So I called the shop. Yeah. Neela, who's telling the story now? Me or you? <laughs> Call the shop. So I called well the said. shop. Well said. I love it. Well said. There was, there was a lovely girl that had given us, as we thought at the time, a rock bottom quote, which it turns out now the price she'd given us was the best price anybody could have done. So I rang her and I said, hi, this is Tracy here. And she said, yeah. I said, I'm just wondering. I said, um, when our stuff will be in? She said, how do you mean when it'll be in? I said, you know, when are you going to deliver it? She said, when it's paid for. I said, sorry. And she said, when it's paid for. I said, I have paid for over three weeks ago. She said, you haven't paid us. I said, no, but I paid the person. And she said, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, he's trying his best to get credit from us. But um, we don't know him. So we're not going to give him seemingly uh, big plumbers and people with registered companies and stuff like that. We'll have credit and, and trade with um, big companies. 
and they pay them monthly and weekly and whatever way. Like, so we say there's a big shop and you can have credit with them and get stuff, not on tick, but pay like whenever yeah. you get paid for the job, we say, or yeah. I don't know how it works. But he was trying to get credit, so the money we had given him to today, we still don't know what he did with it. So I sort of hung up the phone. I just felt like, no, my nearest and dearest had died. The blood just drained from me and I was like, Oh my God. The first thing I said was, How am I going to tell my husband? Yeah. You know, that kind of a way. Yeah. So, um, I'm afraid to interrupt, actually. So let's just listen to your story. No, you're fine. Come on, you can talk. I can imagine how you felt because, you know, you, you, you found him, you know, you hired yeah. him, you I felt trusted like it him. was my doing. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, I understand. You know? yeah. so, so I was devastated. And the shop said, Look, Tracy, she said, We've known you from coming in before we ever heard of this person. We, we've asked about and he's a no-no. So I went off to the shop um, very upset now, Neil. It took me about two or three days to get over the stock crying and stuff. It was just like I'd never been ripped off like this before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I know. Never. I know, I know. So it really took a, a, a dagger to the heart. So yeah. I contacted him and um, he said that he had problems with um, money and gambling and that... Um, he was very sorry and he was waiting to do another job and the money come true from that he'd finished hers. So I said, look, I'm going to get onto the Gardaí and I got onto a solicitor. But you know what now, Neil, at the end of the day, it would have been he said, you said, I said, she said, uh, like if it was a cheque or a bank transfer, it would have been perfect. I had to come back, but the fact he, it was cash. He didn't say that to you, though. He didn't say prove it or, you know, he didn't say No, that. no, no, no. I got onto a solicitor yeah. and I got onto the Gardaí and they said... Like, if you'd done a bank transfer, yeah. if you'd done a cheque, you would have traces of what you gave him and what was given and stuff like that. Yeah. But I didn't. So um, then then to get someone else in to, um, to fix the job, we had to pay for the job to be done again. Now, for a deuce to the company, um, they did give us the best as they got him in nearly at cost price because we were just devastated like but I just couldn't believe how someone could do this to somebody that works hard to earn their money to put it away to save for something and just like a split second for it to be taken from you awful oh, and his excuse that he used was uh, he was he had a gambling problem and your eight grand was gambled completely yeah no how did your husband was... react to the, to the news do you mind me asking do you know what now um like, I, I kept saying, I'm so sorry, and it's my fault. He said, how are you to know? Like, there's so many cowboys out there. And I suppose the fact, you know, um, we didn't know of anyone in that industry. And I think back at the time, there might have been one or two, but they were saying, oh, it'll be another five or six weeks, or you could be waiting months. And the fact I fell in love with it, you know, the way women are, they want everything yesterday. No, yeah, we but, all want that. So it's not, yeah. you know, but don't, don't I asked, Yeah, yeah. Then I asked in my area where I'm from, I mentioned the name to one or two people, and they said, don't say you've been stung. I said, yeah, do you know? They said, just Google the person's name. And I Googled it. I'm sure he was in tears more. He was after being in and out of prison and everything for ripping people off. Oh, my God. And tell yeah. me this. Uh, have you ever yeah. seen him since? Twice or three times a week. Yeah. And is there any conversation yeah. about it? Then he never comes Oh, he'd look to say hello. And I'm like, are you for real? Are you for real? Like? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, like, you actually think you can salute me like. Oh, my God. And never but in I those meetings, believe- as he said... I'm going to pay you back sometime. Never. Or, 
Never, oh, never, gosh. ever, ever. Like, even if he had said, look, Tracy, I'll come off with a 10 or a week or 20 months or, or something, like some sort of remorse. So it's or awful something. to see him a few times a week then every week, isn't it? Do you know what? It was hard at the start. I felt like I'd love to punch you in the face, but I wouldn't punch anyone in the face. But it was like the fact you'd look to salute me after what you did I to know, me. I know, the brazenness of it. That's shocking. Cold, and then the skip he'd gotten delivered, I had to pay for the skip as well, you know what I mean? Insult the upon insult. Had, oh, my no, God. Totally, and you know, that's basically what it was. It was like, you can't drag me down anymore to what way I felt to your level, but like, don't think you can salute me. Do you know what I mean? I know, yeah. Say that to him next time. Says, you stop saying hello to me. I'm not interested uh, you in know, you I wouldn't even waste my energy. Right. I wouldn't you even waste you know my best. energy. Exactly. All Thanks right, Tracy, good luck. Thank Cheers. you. Great Bye. story. Bye. Thanks for sharing it, sad and all as it was for you. Back after 11, keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone 0818104106. I'm Rory. And I'm Valerie, and you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on the Big Red Bench. That's the Big Red Bench, every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. The Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. Okay, uh, some texts on different topics this morning regarding Enoch Burke. When Enoch Burke's sister was publicly manhandled outside a court hearing and thrown onto the road, there was very little or no public outrage, unlike what there would have been if it were a female from a minority group, as example. Richie says, isn't it interesting that so many of those who claim to care for the well-being of the child at the centre of the Enoch Burke case couldn't give a tuppenny about the child at the centre of the Kelly Harrington fiasco, says Richie. Now, if you've been following the Kelly Harrington storyline, when he references a girl, that's a young girl who was murdered in France. Uh, Enoch Burke is totally right. Good morning, Neil. We have two genders in this world, and that is male and female. That's what started all this, when a boy wanted to be addressed as something he isn't, and cannot possibly be. So that reporter on the air with you saying it's all about him breaching the court, in my opinion, is wrong. It should never have gotten to court in the first place because male is male and female is female. And if our courts are trying to tell us otherwise, and that it was just Enoch Burke should be suspended for his job for not addressing a boy as something that he can't be, then the country might as well give up on our court system. So keep those coming. Uh, we also invite you to pick up the phone on that, 0818-104-106. With regards to the Defence Forces, and this is how I started this morning with this shocking report that states, you know, the sexist, sexist attitude within the military, the common occurrences of bullying and rape and harassment leading to female soldiers having to double lock their doors um, the discovery of cameras hidden, hidden in showers and private changing areas, the culture of cover-up that remains, apparently, this report is saying, within the Defence Forces, even to the point where people threaten suicide or indeed do take their own lives. And instead of it being deemed as suicide, it's being deemed as other things like... Um, um, I don't know what kind of terminology they would use. I think in the past they were talking about it as being accidental death was the term I used earlier this morning. So that's quite detailed in all of the papers this morning. Um, the things that... Um, and and zero, of, zero of these cases were ever contacted or reported to Angarda Shikona. Hopefully that will now change. You know, soldiers being locked in barrels with chemicals and oil and dead animal carcasses it's, it's just shocking beyond belief. Don't give up my details, but on the Defence Forces, I, like many others, paid a lot of money to leave the Naval Service. There is a reason that they can't sh- uh, sh- crew ships, and it's not all to do with lack of pay. The bullying by senior ranks in the executive branch 
is rife. The medical system is nothing short of a circus and there has been systematic management failures from the rank of senior non-commissioned officers all the way up. So I did read out some other texts and have calls on the Defence Forces earlier this morning. Um, On plumbers and and what have you and different tradespeople, uh, your caller should get back onto the website that he used to find the company Omahani Plumbing and Heating. Most of these websites need references from others before you can register to advertise and give a price for work. Well, thank you, Jim. We actually um, have been given a few different addresses for uh, John Omahani as to where he uh, lives himself now. Clearly, that is a, somebody's home, so I can't go there. You know, we can, we have to stop a, at some stage. Be great to talk to the plumbing company involved, and again, uh, bear in mind that there is another plumbing company of the same name on the south side of Cork City. Uh, I think in and around, uh, I think it's Leo Mamani Plumbing. This is not who we're talking about. They are a very reputable company in Ballafihan. Uh, your listeners should be dealing directly with the plumber rather than going through the grant system. Uh, those looking for grants are being ripped off. Um, a boiler is 1,200, maybe 1,300 euro to buy, and they're applying for grants of 2,700, which means that the plumber uh, is walking away with a cool 1,000 when you go through the plumber. Um, people should never use those tendering websites that you spoke about. They are rife with cowboys and gangsters. Good tradespeople don't use those sites. They don't have to because they're busy with referrals, says JP or GP, GP, I should say, in Blarney. That, that's self-explanatory. There are tendering websites where you can go on to and you can say, I'm, I need this work done. I need a plumber. I need a plaster. I need a tradesperson. This is the work. Quote me. Um, GP is saying, stay away from them. Don't give out my name, but I would like to weigh in on the tradespeople asking for money up front. While there are most definitely scammers and unreliable work people out there, not all are like that. Materials costs are always a large proportion of any job we do. And we just can't take the hit to our cash flow to either A, fund the work while the job is ongoing, or B, run the risk of a customer not paying after the job is completed and the materials have been bought. We never ask for the labour portion of the job up front, as if we get caught on the labour, then at least we don't have suppliers to pay if the punter doesn't pay us. We find that every customer we have is more than happy to pay the cost of the materials up front, and if we ever have a reticent customer, they are guaranteed to be the ones who have a problem paying us the full amount even when the job is done. People should check out their tradespeople before they engage their services. We have a very transparent Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and website presence. Our cash flow, though, would not allow us to do jobs without getting something up front. And that is from a tradesperson who got in touch. Um, just wondering if the, pilot, or the, the plumber you're referring to was on Trust Pilot, as they will back that man up. Uh, this is just awful that you would have someone do that. No way should anyone ever give money up front, even though the tradesperson there just explained to us uh, some of the reasons why they do need money up front. So keep those stories coming. Um, I'm not here tomorrow, Friday or Monday. Mick Mulcahy is uh, in my seat, so I'm sure that if at all possible, he'll follow up on calls that I don't get to this morning. But back to the phone lines we go. Uh, Jim, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Okay, uh, I have a lot of texts and I even see emails coming in, which I'm happy to read out in a minute regarding Enoch Burke and the ongoing scenario involving the Burke family. Your your thoughts, though? You, you heard us talking about it this morning. I did indeed. And it's going on a long time now and it's costing a lot of money to, 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 to Enoch Burke 
potentially like a, a, this could break the man. Like, well, imagine, imagining a lot of what he's doing in courts, right up to the high court, he's doing himself. You know what I mean? But it would be costing the state a lot of money. Well, he's also he also the, the last I heard he 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 fines totaling twenty five twenty nearly twenty five thousand in fines. Well, I heard this morning it's over thirty grand now in daily fines. Okay, and that's 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 wisen. But you know, listen to me. I I I believe the man is fighting for what he what he believes in. And you know, if if he didn't believe in something, he would have gave up the ghost long ago. But he seems to be fighting. Like yesterday's shenanigans uh, that went on in court yesterday, like like the judge got heavily involved with him. No, because he, he kept in, in interrupting. He, I, and I hate to be yes, interrupting yes, you, but that's yes, the re- yeah. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. His actions in in court are a bit robust to say the least. But yesterday he produced a file. Uh, and to the judge, he had held up the file to the judge and he said that he had proof that the school were lying. And the judge, without even looking at the file or reading, getting involved with the file, uh, threw that out straight away. So if Enoch Powell could produce evidence that he was being wrong... Enoch and the, the school, I know there was an Enoch Powell, but this is an Enoch Burke, yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, sorry, Enoch yeah. Burke, sorry. We're sorry. old enough to remember Enoch Powell ourselves, Jim, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but, you know, if, if, he, if he could produce evidence... It should, the court should have been uh, adjourned there and then and, get, and give the judge a chance to look at the file that we, he was he was producing in court and then you see one thing we know when we 20 were times here, 20 times uh, he interrupted the judge 20 times okay. that's fine that's fine and again as I just said he, he's, he's been a bit robust in the court but he seems to be fighting for his case now it's not so long ago that schools were coming to the fore in, 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 in social media for other activities. Like, we had, a, we had a case down here in East Cork there about... Eight Very nine careful years ago. where you go with this now. Is this on the public I'm record? Not, I, it's, it's, yes, where a student, his hair was too long and he, he, he wouldn't be admitted to school unless he cut his hair. Remember those so, days, they're well gone now. You, you wouldn't do that but now. There, but there you go, you see. You see, like, like schools, school management, in some, not all schools, thank God, but some school management can, can take it upon themselves to, to lay down their own laws. Now, he, this man is fighting well, on a religious level. Well, I mean, just on that point, he, well, I know it's, it's different to what, you know, Burke finds himself in, but I, I, I have no issue with schools having a code of conduct or having rules or regulations or, or a dress code. If people know about it and they sign up to it, then you follow the rules. Of course, and, 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 and thank God they, they do have them. They do have them. But in, the, in this case, Enoch Buck seems to be, uh, it is a matter of principle and his, his religious beliefs are, uh, that he's fighting this. And, 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 so why um, didn't he go through the disciplinary proceedings that were before him and the avenues and route that he could have taken? I mean, he got uh, he, like he was given an awful lot of people grief in the school apparently that led to him then being sacked. Well, that, that I don't know, and I'm not I'm not sure I know that that, that, that argument at all. But I I don't know that. But like he presents himself and his family uh, impeccably dressed in court and turning up for court. He's winning his files. He's he's shown he's shown to be you know on the outside at least a very nice individual. Yeah, the judge and, said and, yesterday uh, that he would test the patience of Job. But sure, maybe the judge mightn't be right either. 
like the, 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 how many how many judges test test the patience of people? But they couldn't start. They couldn't start yesterday morning because of him. He was there to be heard, but he kept on interrupting, claiming what he was claiming with regards to, you know, claiming that um, you know some of the he paperwork had, that was was had been yeah. But he had he had that, he had that in front of, him and he he showed it to the judge, and the judge uh, uh, literally tore it up in front of him. If you know what I mean, he 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 dis he dis he dis he dis counted that completely. Like if if you know, okay. book had 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 proof on a on paper that the school were acting out of out of authority, the judge should have looked at that. Other than the, he, the judge dismissed it without even looking at it. Okay, where you are know? you with regards to Enoch Burke saying that it is his re- religious beliefs that will prevent him from addressing a student by a pronoun rather than their biological sex or birth name, for instance? Where are you on the all stu- of that? The, the student in question hasn't trans- transgendered yet. That has it. I put it this way, here. It was only a couple of weeks ago you were, you were on you had on your program, where where men are dressing up women and going into toilet, ladies' toilets. Is that right? Are you, I'm not. A, I'm not. I asking me. Yes. Is it is it right for men to dress up as women or women to dress up as men, whatever, and go into toilets that that they're not have the transgender too. Well, this is, of course, the problem we have now as to whether yes. or not that's going to be the way forward. Because I know yes. so I'm not I, I'm not I, a woman, so it doesn't concern me. Would it particularly so can, would it bother I, would it bother women that men dressed as women are in their bathrooms? I would think so. Of course, it was. Of course, it was. It's not. A, it's not allowed. It should never be allowed till 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 you change over. And and, and and good for them if they if they're not happy in the body there and they want to change over. Good for them. I applaud them. But change over. I get everything done. Get every everything sorted. But it, that means so I can put on women's clothes this minute and walk into a lady's toilet. Is that right, Neil? Well, you see the case at the moment. Well, no, it wouldn't. I wouldn't think it would be right. I mean, I think it would be very upsetting. And what happens for if what happens if I'm found inside her? Well, you know what? Can, the, can I be arrested? That's a good point. I, I think can now. I, can, I think now. I, I think no. I no, I think now. I would say not. I don't think anymore because right. because because uh, inclusivity would dictate that we must be uh, all inclusive and we must be embracing of all people and who they are, what they want to be, and whether they want to trans from male to female. So on that basis, I would think that you wouldn't be arrested if you did it. I, well, I, I can't be brought before the courts because the first thing I'll say, the, I'll say to a judge, I, I want I'm to be trans. a woman. I, 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 trans, I, 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 I act as a woman every day of the week. But the, judge, the judge is not going to prosecute that. Like, or maybe he, he, might, he, he mightn't have the nerve to prosecute. Maybe this is where our law should be looked at again. But Enoch Buck is fighting on his religious belief that... This this student is not what he seems to be. Okay, okay. That's okay. only my opinion, and I hope I don't offend or didn't offend anyone by saying well, that. I'm all keen for people to give their own thoughts, and you amongst them. So thank you for that, Jim. Regards to you. I'm a mother of a young child who is transitioning, and it isn't difficult for us or for them. They're very clear in their mind what is best for them, and we're here to support that. However, the ignorance of others, like some of your callers, makes it very difficult for young people to transition. I don't want to come on air because I'm just too emotional about the issue. One mother moved her child out of my child's class because of their decision. So uh, that's what I'm dealing with at the moment. Um, As in, one mother moved their child out of your child's class because of your child's decision to transition a mother moved their child out of the class 
I would ask everyone to stop and think about what they say. We're all human beings. It feels like some people are more concerned about hate than taking the time to understand others. Uh, another one by email, Mary says, I heard one of your callers talking about the school where this teenager is wanting to be called they or them. I totally agree with what the caller was saying. As a woman, I do not believe you can change your sex or become non-binary, male and female, that's it. Male and female, that's it. Yes, the other day we celebrated Women's International Day, where women got to celebrate what it means to be a woman. We now have men saying they are women and women saying they are men. You have a tiny percentage of the population who suffer from gender dysphoria. Uh, Others are suffering with mental health issues like depression and anxiety and some are on the spectrum. I do feel sorry for them, but as a woman, I do not want any man anywhere near mine or my daughter's safe spaces. They should not be allowed in women's sports either. We need to feel we need to protect women, girls and children from this notation or I suppose notion that you can change your sex because you feel you were so you were somehow born in the wrong body. I hope more people stand up and say enough is enough. And we do not agree with this uh, radical leftist ideology. You just have to look at America or the UK to see what happens when you let when you let this take a grip on society. That's an email from Mary to Neil at redfm.ie. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104-106-RED-FM. Okay, I think if a student wants to be called they, then live and let live. They are doing no harm to anyone. I thought we left all the prejudices back in the 1980s. Abortion is legal now. Gay marriage is legal now. Don't be passing on your hatred of the LGBTQ community by standing up for this kind of carry-on. As in, I suppose you're referencing the carry-on of Enoch Burke. Why are papers and news feeding their, their egos? I think there are more topical conversations we could be having instead of talking about these people. We need to be talking about equality and access to health care. The family will only be chip wrappers in a few weeks' time, as in the story, I suppose. Uh, one or two more on that. The thing that seems to be missed in the reporting of this story is that Enoch was suspended with pay from his job last year, not for his beliefs, but for the way he went about standing up for those beliefs, which was in a threatening and disruptive manner. The narrative is that the courts are going against his religious beliefs, And that simply is not correct. They're dealing with people who do not want to behave in any other way other than disruptive. And there's one or two short ones then I see from Facebook. The way this man is after being treated by the state is an utter disgrace. He is fighting for what he believes in. Somebody else says, Enoch Burke, there are lots of support for you and your family. Well done for standing up for your beliefs. And a final one. He actually did something wrong. He was suspended for harassment and not for his beliefs. He's entitled to his beliefs. But so is everyone else in that school, including the child. School is a place of learning. And what he is teaching the children, what is he teaching the children with this kind of behavior? Uh, back to the phone lines we go. Text 0868104106. John, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Okay. Uh, Enoch Burke, um, you say, has come from a religious background. And the Bible states that man made man and woman. God made man and woman. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's the common belief, isn't it? That God made man and woman. He didn't make any in-between, did he? Did it state anywhere that he actually made an in-between, which is what Enoch Burke has been forced to call this this person. Mm. According to his Um, religious beliefs, yes, of course, but others would be more Darwinian about it and say that there was no Adam and Eve. Eve was not made from the rib of Adam. There was no, um, you know, 
Garden of Eden that it was um, evolution made man and woman? I understand and I believe that. I believe that there's people who totally believe what they believe in and I can't force them to believe in what I believe in as a Catholic, but I believe in, I suppose, not the opposite, but my 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 God, it's there in the Bible states where creation began. But um, I'd like to state that um, I grew up in an island, Neil. I'm 48 years old. Mm. I grew up in an island where um, we were given our, our, our respect for our views. This um, Enoch Burke has um, stood up for his views. And I'm sure he, he has a deeply rooted religious background that states that um, he, he's, his own heart and mind know that the student that he was dealing with isn't an in-between, was never born that way. It was their own decision to turn that way or their parents or their friends. But the reality of it is he knows from his studies and his religion and since he was a child that God didn't create a student as an in-between. So that's what he's standing up Yeah, for but God, I mean, wasn't there also talk about love thy neighbour um, and to be kind to people and um, to I be charitable? He was doing that all the time since he met that child right up to the day of the incident that happened in the, in the school until he was forced to call this child a plural. And he knows that that's against his beliefs. Can I ask you, Neil, if you don't mind me, you or anybody else, if you were told this evening by a judge, listen, Mr. Prendival, Unfortunately, no, we've agreed that you have to call one of your children's a day. How would you feel? Well, it, would never, it just would never happen. Uh, it just wouldn't, I wouldn't be in that situation in a court in the first place. Oh, if no, it was no. my I'm son or daughter was, was telling me that, that I'm would be. Saying, correct. Like, well, wouldn't you immediately feel that you're not going to do this because you know that your son is your son? And your yeah, I know that. But daughter. John, Enoch Burke isn't in court because of that. It's because of the, the how he reacted to it and the... And the for want of a better term, his behaviour in the days and weeks afterwards. It had nothing to do with that. He, they, they, he's in court now as a result of a disciplinary procedure which he's bringing to court, you know? It is, but, but, but they're kind of knocking him for his... Um, they're knocking him for the way he's standing up for himself. Yeah, and, he's and, been, and they've been mocked a lot and I find that very upsetting and I find it unsettling and I think it's wrong that the amount of mocking and ridicule of the of the Burks, you know. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know what I, I don't think there's an need Do you know what I think is is that they're happening there in in our in our country, Neil? Um, the law of the land now at the moment states by law of the land that this person can be called whatever they want. They can change whatever they want. They can become gay if they want. They become lesbian if they want, or whatever route they want to go. That's legal now. The law of the land. But people are forgetting Neil that the law of God and the law of the church is different to that. In mm. fact, we get our law of the land from initially God's law, which is dates back into the Torah and the Old Testament, which was broken up into so many, so many individual don't do this and don't do that. But it should be impossible to live your life in accordance to the Bible now in modern oh, no, no, society, point, wouldn't it? I know. Well, the point I'm making is, the way I see it is, it's a very, very deep conversation and I'll try and just barely give you the, the, the gist of how I feel. I see Ireland has changed in the past 10, 20 years compared to when I knew it as a kid and teenager, church-wise, where we had vibrant faith going to novenas, masses, where we'd go and meet each other afterwards. It was just, we were all in the same boat. 
happy as Larry. Happy? No court. Happy as Larry, yeah. Happy as Larry. So there was many, many scandals uncovered in the last 20, 30 years. This is the point. This is the point. There were people weren't happy as Larry. They were in fear. This is the point. Yes, good man. This is the point I want to make. One bad apple spoils the bunch, we're told. Now, there was many bad apples with priests in the church. Many. But then now people are forgetting that if you count, on, if you put on a weighing scale, the bad apples on one side of scandals, which I do believe did genuinely happen. And on the other side of the scale, put all the good nuns, brothers, priests. You know what, you know what side is going to fall. I do, but I, I understand that. But I have to tell you, there was a, a lot of suspicious hypocrisy going on at the time, right up to and including popes who knew of paedophile priests or right up to uh, very, very senior clerics and just moved them around from parish to parish, but, country to country, continent to continent, knowing that, what they were doing. That's not, that's, not going to, that's not going to get our country back to the way we knew it, the way we had it, which, if you don't mind me saying so, it was a more happier place to be in. Less hassle on the media, Every day now for years, we're listening to bad stories, bad negative things happening, or whether it's affected, I won't go into it. And I firmly believe that as a nation, we have caught the card with God because of all these scandals, thrown into the wayside, right. and now we've introduced all these other, I won't say new age ways, or, uh, but like it's just... It's just, we're gone off the beaten track. Okay. I okay. mean, the real beaten track in life is the gospel, is Jesus. And until we all, as a nation, go back on that beaten track, forget about the few bad apples that did happen. Life is life. A lot of things will go wrong in life. Yeah, but, but where's but your tolerance for those that are different? Where are your haven't they all been dealt with in the courts? Haven't they all got compensation? Has, no. Has the culprits been all been as good? No, as I'm not talking about I'm saying those that are different in the modern society that we live in now, you know, whether it could be gender issues or whatever that may be, um, I'm, I'm quite sure uh, that the Catholic Church has fairly strong beliefs still with regards to homosexuality or gay marriage or, or female priests that they need to pull their socks up on, you know, get with the, get with well, the times. Well, look, you've got to admit, the Catholic Church will only say what the Bible has said about this. We all have to believe, we all do agree that the Bible is the Word okay. of God. And if we, all have, if we all don't follow the Word of God, Neil, what are we going to do? Okay, hold on there, John. I have another John here on two. I think he may want to respond to what you're saying, John Burns. So two Johns. I hope it doesn't get confusing. John, two, go ahead. Well, just like this at the moment, no, we're having a, a, a problem with guys going into women's toilets and stuff. Would there be an onus now on the schools and every business to open a separate toilet for people who haven't made their mind up yet, whether they're male or female? So what would be wrong with that, Translu? Well, just well, like this. Uh, it would certainly take a lot of pressure off of, of women and off of young girls that there wouldn't be uh, uh, guys dressed up as women for ulterior uh, reasons. Yeah, but, to, uh, not, but not all of those that dress as women um, have any ulterior motive whatsoever except wanting to live their life as a woman. Uh, might be, they might be genetically, um, biologically male, but they don't wish to live like that. But they're, they don't want to attack anybody. Yeah, but when, 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 when somebody goes for this transitioning, 
do they get full psychiatric uh, counselling and do they get the whole uh, the whole spectrum of, of, of uh, what could be wrong with them and it may not, it may not be a physical thing or, a, or, or uh, as I said they may not want to be uh, either they may not want to be man or woman so I mean are they getting are they getting a full uh, mental uh, evaluation uh, across the board to find out what the deep seated problem is and and and, and whatever is I'm going not, on. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how much of that would be looked into, to be but, honest. Yeah, but sure, that's, surely that would be a start, wouldn't it? You know, I mean, if I went down to my doctor in the morning and I said, "Look, I want the transition," he would turn around. He said, "John, uh, I think you should talk to somebody." Do you think we've lost? I mean, John was just mm-hmm. chatting there about Enoch yeah. and his religious beliefs. Do you mm-hmm. think that we've strayed too far from the true path? Oh, absolutely. Um, no, no, John Byrne, do you think we have? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of uh, stuff now being uh, left uh, slide under the carpet like uh, that hasn't been dealt with uh, in, in an open way. Uh, like, uh, like there are families out there and the, the, the kids, and they're, they're listening to all the stuff that's coming up on television and radio and the whole lot and everything, and they could be having a moment and things. Yes, I, I could be like that as well. Now. Uh, and So where is the, where is the, 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 the mental health uh, the, uh, guidelines that they're getting? Actually, it's interesting because J.K. Rowling this morning is saying in the English Times uh, that society's openness to allowing young children to change gender represents one of the worst medical scandals in a century. She says she called for those responsible uh, for helping children to transition to follow the science and said that virtually all studies showed that the majority of individuals suffering from gender dysmorphia would grow out of it as they mature. What would you make of that? Yeah, well, yeah, well, well, I have looked at some of the studies that have been done, and a lot of the people in the late forties who did who did uh, what you call it uh, decided that they wanted to be a different sex have come back and they've changed their mind and they said to us the worst one of the worst mistakes that they that they ever made. Well, that may oh, be these, the research you've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. she went no. on to say that she raised the fear. She raised fears that the taboo of people feeling confident to challenge a man entering a female lavatory was being eroded. Um, you know, well, that, that people well, felt that she feels that people would be unhappy with it but are afraid to say that. Well, let me put it to you like this. If, uh, if my daughter was inside the toilet and some guy was dressed up as a woman and he wanted to go in, we would be having a fairly frank discussion about it. Okay, okay. Okay, all right. Thank you, gentlemen. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. Back after the break. The Neil Brenderville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818104106. I would much appreciate if Neil covered the story of trans people being attacked in Cork City instead of giving the Burke family more attention. Feel free to come back to me on that one if you have further details because I would be very happy and, well, happy in the case of following it but not happy that it's happening or certainly happy to, ca- to cover it. The case has nothing to do with transgenderism regarding the Burks. This has everything to do with a man who lost his rag, couldn't control himself then went out of his way to harass staff when he had, ad- when he had orders slapped on him. He ignored them. So he'll cut the crap. It has nothing to do with the student and everything to do with family who believe they should be in charge of everybody's moral compass. The way they must be asked to leave and are forcibly removed should tell everyone what they are. They can't save themselves, let alone anyone else. But someone else says that technically Enoch is right. He's just going about it the wrong way. The student registered in the school with their birth name as all the teachers knew him or her by and obviously decided to change it. This teacher simply didn't agree, which is his prerogative. 
imagine that the student had caused so many problems for him and his family and they are being held to ransom like this makes it nothing short of a disgrace. Incidentally, on scams and what have you, there's always one just around the corner. Uh, Hi, Neil, just wanted to pass on a warning about a scam gang going around the Formoy area. Uh, getting yeah, Apparently, they approach people in petrol stations. You'll see a guy claiming to be from Northern Ireland who needs money for fuel to get home. He'll flash a GB driving license and will give you his mobile number to repay you. Uh, never to be heard from again. Please let your listeners know. Never give anything to guys looking for money for fuel. Thank you for that one. And that one is from the Formoy area. Uh, just another quick one or two and then some text to finish. Frank, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. Uh, picking up on John's point about one bad apple or a few bad apples, is it? Well, he said one bad apple and I contend that the one bad apple was the church. Um... What about yeah. the, what about the good there was, there were good there were good ones, there were good brothers, there were good nuns, there were good priests. But they were beaten down, Neil. Don't feel fool yourself. They couldn't speak up. Because of I mean, this is going back decades, obviously. And they weren't allowed to speak. I mean from the Pope down, they hid it, as you said. They transferred them here, there and everywhere they to did. uh they did. I I mean there was priests and brothers with convictions in multiple countries. They were gotten out of that country so they wouldn't have to go to court and just put into a little parish here, there, never else, where they continued for years. I think it was a lot more than just going to court that they were moved. They were also moved so that it could be kept quiet so it wouldn't tarnish the image of the church. Well, was, Neil, at the end of the day, it comes down to money. Money, money, money. The church were money mad and always have been. And if these things broke earlier than they did, I suppose they really started breaking out for him and Casey and that like, but they knew damn well that their money would go down, which has proved correct. I mean, they're probably at an all-time low now with um, church numbers and collections and... I mean, they're going so far now that almost every church now is running a lot. Yeah, like. yeah. Might come back, though. Might come back. Um, I can't see it in, in our lifetime, Neil. Um, yeah, it, when John was saying that we were people were much happier back then, um, in 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 a way, I suppose they were because life was a lot more simple. But nothing was talked about, and I think people just suffered in silence. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They they were obviously afraid to talk up. Um, they, they, I mean, they they feared. You fear the doctor, you fear the church, you fear the bank manager and the guard. Mm, mm. No, in this day and age, unfortunately, there's no fear of the guards anymore, which is a very bad thing. Yeah, I know. I mean, we all but, know. We all know. Not some having thing. a fear of the church is a good thing. Yeah. Well, I was up west there at the weekend, um, uh, up around Galway and, and Mayo and places like that, and I was over um, at uh, Kylemore Abbey. I was only about eight kilometres away from Letter Frack. I just didn't have time to go any closer to letter frack, but you know what I mean when I say letter frack, I, don't you? I, I, I put, it's a, put send a shiver down your spine when you mention certain words. Letter frack, tomb, yeah. Bezbra. Yeah. It just put a shiver. Green Mount. Down your, Green Mount, North Man. Um, mm. You know, I mean, you could probably name every single Christian brother and probably nuns. Um, name the school and somebody will it, it'll trigger something in quite a few people yeah 
Okay. You know, uh, you know, it's a, it, it's just, it was a horrible, horrible country. And do you have thoughts then on the predicament that Enoch Burke finds himself in? Because I see a text That's there, funny. somebody, there's somebody there calling me a bigoted man. Um, no, I'm not but, quite sure but, what that means. Funnily enough, I don't disagree with his views. I disagree with what he's done since his views. Um, I'm, I, I'm just wondering how the whole family happened these sections years ago. But I mean, I will be fair now. I mean, I mean, like, that's I not very fair. kind. You know, it, 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 it is being it's being as kind as he is. He done he done everything wrong from day one. If he just stood up and gave his views without basically attacking the head teacher uh, verbally mainly. Um, I mean, things have gone so crazy now that you literally can be a man today, a woman tomorrow, and a man the following. And is J.K. Rowling right when she says that the way society is stacking up now, that people have beliefs but are too afraid to share those beliefs now, that they're not necessarily comfortable with the rapid change, but feel... I mean, all, all too often, I, I, I talk with people who say, I, oh, I'd love to say how I feel. I'd love to be able to tell. I'd love to be able to go on air, but I'd only be savaged. I'd love to be able to, you know... You saw what happened with Kelly Harrington and her tweet, for instance, which she then had to subsequently yeah, take down. It's the old cliche, Neil. He who shouts loudest. And it's the minorities happen to be shouting loudest. But that I mean, doesn't mean that a minority shouldn't be heard, though. Oh, no. they should Absolutely, they should be heard. But they should be heard in proportion to their their size. I suppose. I mean, I think it's, it's about point zero one percent of the population yeah. are, are are transgender. Yeah. And you know, good luck to them if that's what they want to do. But don't throw it in, in everybody's face. But they're not. Me. But they're they're not really, uh, unless you believe that it's encouraging young people who may, as J.K. Rowling say, grow yeah, out absolutely. of it. It absolutely is me. Okay. I mean, okay. they're, send, they're sending kids of five, six and up to this, some clinic in England, which yeah. is registered with the HSE, I believe. Yeah. And sending kids of five or, five or six don't know whether they're coming or going in or But there was, there was the email there. I don't have it to hand now because I read it out. It was from a mother whose child is transitioning and the parents are happy with it and the child is doing very well. Thank you very much. And she said, one mother, here it is, one mother moved her child out of my child's class because my my child's decision to trans. Mother took the kid out of the class. Wouldn't have the kid in the same classroom. I don't agree. I would like to know the age of that child. I'd be quite I honest. Don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I would not like the age because I don't think that anything should should even be considered at least until mid-teens. Okay. I mean, you, you know the way bodies change me. Okay. We all change. Okay. I mean, some of us get older except for you. And... <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I don't claim any exclusivity on that one, pal. Congratulations, and later. <laughs> oh, listen! I tell you what, boy. If I had gone to Dublin all those years ago, right? And followed a career in Dublin broadcasting, I guarantee I'd have been doing the Late Late Show. But I stayed here on Leeside and said because I love the place. <laughs> uh, don't we all? Thanks for that, Neil. All the best, Frank. Take Hello. care. That's it, lads. I'm out of time for today. Mick uh, Mulcahy is here tomorrow and Friday and on Monday. And hopefully I'll pick up on a lot of these topics uh, the, next, tomorrow morning. But if not, I can pick up on that and lots more when I get back. So regards to you all. Can I just love you and leave you with five pairs of tickets from Moncrief live at Cypress Avenue on 
Wednesday the 12th of April. The only place you'll get tickets for the Moncrief gig is here on air uh, on Red FM because Red FM are the exclusive sponsors of the gig. So that's five pairs. Our lines are open now. 0818-104-106. Five double passes for Moncrief at Cypress Avenue on the 12th of April. Oh, I see another huge big batch of text coming in now. Some of it's on the Enoch Burke story. More is on cowboy tradespeople. Bear in mind, um, you just have to be very careful with regards to who you get to do the work because I don't want it for a moment to seem as if every single tradesperson on Lee side's a cowboy. That isn't the case. Anyway, have a good day. Have a good few days. I'll see you next week. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.